Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. I'm one of your hosts, Jared, and today I'm joined, as always, by Kyan Benjamin. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Ooh, Ben showing off a fancy new watch over there. Oh, I've had this watch for yonks, man. This oh. is a Samsung uh, Galaxy Free smartwatch. My sister bought me as a moving away present when she moved up to the Midlands. Um mm. And I love it. I wear it every single day. Smartwatches are brilliant. You're going to have to... Ex- bought you a present because she was moving? Yeah, I, d- I don't understand it either, but I also didn't question it because it was a fucking smartwatch that she knew I wanted, so... Okay. You're going to have to explain to us uh, over here that are small-brained what, what yonks means. Can you uh, elaborate on that? long time. Yonks, yeah. Yonks is like a long... Something that's long. If you're like, oh, that was yonks ago. So it's like eight years uh-huh. ago. I used context clues. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I was kind of assuming. There are two types I, of Americans in this world. <laughs> one of them one, can work with context, one can't. That's what I was, I was assuming, but for the people that can't work with context out there that are listening, I wanted to no, enlighten them and educate them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If this is... listeners are stupid and can't use context? No, hey, I'm saying that the, the, the American system has failed us, and most of our listeners are there, so it's not your fault. Don't worry. That's true. That's true. Don't worry. Uh, if you don't know what we are, Play Along Podcast is a weekly podcast where we play through games in kind of a book club slash audiobook format. What we'll do is the three of us will each take turns choosing a game. We'll then split that game up into sections and then come together each week and talk about that specific section. We'll talk about gameplay, mechanics, and we'll d- also dive into the narrative. We go through narrative in its entirety. So for games like what we're playing through right now, The Quarry, uh, that can be very spoiler heavy. So if you want to avoid any kind of those spoilers, just either play the game before or play the game along with us, which is kind of where the title comes from. Social media has the uh, the schedule so you can know what to play yeah. each week. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, if that sounds interesting to you, follow us on our socials. Wherever you find our podcast, you can find our link tree, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Follow us there to stay up to date on what we're playing. And like Ben said, what we're going to be playing each week. Um, and also leave a, a five-star review if you like what you see, because it makes us happy and it lets other people find our content. And that also makes us happy, too. Yeah. Some you know comment about algorithm. Over there. Happy. Uh, this game. This game robbed me. Um, and I will talk about <laughs> it later. Oh, my happiness. But, oh, but, uh, genuinely. Genuinely. It will make sense when we get to it. But I'm, I'm, um, You were talking about this kind of before the bod, and I'm so interested in doing it because we didn't have any big travesties that happened this I've, week so far. But... There is a massive plot hole in this game in my playthrough, or there is just a massive fucking bug. Like, one or the other. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm very curious to get to that. Uh, in the last episode, we finished out chapter six of the quarry and we ended on a pretty big cliffhanger. We ended with our, our most of the gang in the camp and being introduced to Laura, which is a character that we were playing as in the very beginning of the game, who was drug, drugged by said creepy uh, cop man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. like, and as I say, Nick had also uh, transformed. He fully transformed into uh, skin wolf, wolf uh, werewolf. Skin wolves, that's right. That's what we're calling them. Um, and like most of us kind of speculated, or I was speculating too, I assumed that this next chapter was going to be a backstory on Laura and kind of how she got to that point in the first place, which is exactly what we get. Mm-hmm. Which, and I was talking to Kai about this, is kind of like 
low stakes because you clearly know that Laura makes it. Laura is still alive. So nothing that you can do in this chapter is really going to affect Laura being alive or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might affect information that you get, but it was kind of like a nice break in the it's, in the pace of the game. It was a very interesting... I don't know if it's the right way of describing it, but it was a very interesting way of doing lore dump because yeah. it is essentially a lore dump because yeah. not only is it focused as much as you're playing on, on as Laura, you also get some history of Max and the police yeah. officer who we find out is Travis yeah. and their whole relationship with the Hackett family and what's going on at Hackett's quarry. And, right. And so it's kind of rather than just having this cut scene where characters are talking and Laura's sitting down explaining everything she learned you kind of get to experience it as the player because yeah. if this yeah. was just one long ass cutscene it would have gone down completely different no 100% I think I like it better this way I like it better having that portion of Laura's life or her experiences inter- interactable and like I said it's less that your choices are really going to affect what happens in the story going forward and more that it'll affect what information that your characters will know about and what you will know about yourself like exploring things and interacting kind of how we've been doing the entire game um, but we pick up chapter 7 like I said playing as Laura and she is in a cell of some sort the first thing you see is the police officer dragging Max across. And this is kind of your first instance you can call out. I think most of these instances where we could call out in this, we just kept quiet, if I remember correctly. Uh, I was very, uh, very provoking as um, as Laura, because that was kind of how I wanted to play Laura. And the game also, when you're not controlling her, but interacting with her, she is also mm-hmm. very overly sarcastic and like somewhat confrontational so i just kind of leaned into it you lean into that one yeah Uh, it doesn't do anything he just stops and stares at you you shout out i think you're like max like what the fuck are you doing with max and he just t1000 stares at you and then walks off (laughs) he is the t1000 that's what we've come to come to clarify here um laura will then pass out again and come to sitting at a desk across from this police officer and admittedly confused where she is and why she's there the the police officer will then ask her a series of questions in which mm-hmm. Loric, you can either be compliant with your answers or lean into the more angry and aggressive side to it i think for the most part kai was picking compliant answers kind of until the end and then she was like kind of annoyed and like okay i'm not answering any more fucking questions until you tell me what's going on how did you yeah exactly we just wanted information Fair play. It'd be nice I, to get as much information as possible. Okay. Yeah. I I went completely different route. I like Ooh. refused to. I refused to tell him my name. Refused to answer his mm. questions. And then there's a choice later on. It's the third choice here in this walkthrough where you can either be annoyed at him or you can be intrigued. And I mm. picked intrigued, which lent to seeing his name badge that says T dot Hackett. That's and what you're like, oh, well. you're you're a Hackett, as in like Hackett's quarry, Chris Hackett. Um, mm-hmm. And he immediately becomes flustered and sort of shuts down. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm curious. I don't. I'm, this is going to sound like a dumb question. And I don't want it to come across as like offensive or anything like that. How much of you being compliant with the police officer is to do with the way that your police officers are in the US. Because, like, in the UK, our police yeah. officers don't carry guns, and a lot of people in the UK... That's a if wild, that's a wild they, thing to think about. 
if they've not done anything wrong and a police officer asks them the name, nine times out of ten, people would just tell them to fuck off. They'd be like, I don't need to tell you yeah. your name. Like, fuck off. I mean, yeah, I think that uh, that might not have been, like, the initial, like, cognitive thought. But I think at this point, it's all almost like a subconscious thought that whenever you come into contact with uh, authority or whenever you come in contact with an officer that you be as compliant as possible. You kind of, whenever they ask you to do something, even if it seems outlandish and like you're not doing anything wrong, then to just be, like I said, be compliant and just lean mm. into whatever they're saying. And I think that was kind of always the always the mentality. But I don't know, yeah. Kai, you the same. Yeah, I mean, not particularly, given a different situation, maybe. Yeah. But just because he's literally a kidnapper like Mm -hmm. just trying to play and form a positive relationship with your obviously okay uh, so this will be interesting then because my yeah my religion my religion god my relationship with this guy (laughs) (laughs) um was not very religion was very standoffish um interesting i actually got one of those little raven things that said like the, the the cop doesn't trust you um, interesting because we we were we kind of went the opposite route we went to again let's be compliant with this guy to get more information that was more of the the lead is like okay let's see what we can get out of this guy let's be friends with him and then as we start like going through this we were realizing that maybe you know he obviously has kidnapped us and drugged us but maybe he has a specific reasoning for doing that maybe he's not a bad guy but he's just doing these things to kind of uh, protect something and that's kind of that's kind of the 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 deduction that we had come to so um, you, didn't, you didn't lash out at him then because there's a moment at no. the end where he's handcuffing you to take you back to the cell and you have one of those interruption sequences where you can choose to lash out at the cop no i didn't yeah no, didn't it, lash out in that time either i was like this dude's like i've got my back to this dude he's got me in handcuffs he has a gun he is yeah. also I, i'd assume somewhat trained in like being a police yeah. officer well, I mean, like, do you, like, in the UK, they'll, like, train you on how to, like, how to restrain someone properly, how to, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there'll Our, be, like, a security yeah. training. Of, so, like, this is the force that you can use, and this is how you can restrain someone who's being trouble. I mean, yeah. sort of. Our training is atrocious, but also this guy's a sheriff, so he was elected. Mm-hmm. Uh, a sheriff is an elected position, not an actual trained position. Oh, Oh, yeah. okay. I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a sheriff. He's not a police officer. He's a sheriff. Yeah. So, like, a chief would be a high officer, but a sheriff is someone who is, like, elected. Yeah, there's two different... It gets confusing. There's two different types of police in the United States. There's your, like, local police force, which was so the like county your police. police department... Uh, and then for rural areas, usually countywide, you have what is a sheriff, sheriff. Uh, and a sheriff's department, which is serves the county at large rather than like an individual town. Mm-hmm. Sounds more um, like a governor than a fucking police officer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sheriffs. Yeah. And once again, they're like elected individuals. They don't have to have any police training. Mm-hmm. But then they control the police force, a local police force. They control the local sheriff's office, which right. are deputies, <laughs> okay. not police. So, like, here where we live, we have police officers who are the police, and then there's the sheriff's department yeah. that handles completely different things than the police in our and they, area. 
And they also have completely different, like if you look at any like squad cars. car vehicles and anything, all that's branded with sheriff. And then if you're a police officer, it's branded with police. Oh, okay. So like, a sh- I, I know this is a complete tangent, but as a, <laughs> as a UK person, I don't understand any of this. So a we sheriff would so deal, okay. <laughs> a sheriff would deal with more like civilian issues as opposed to responding to like a domestic abuse or a break-in or something. They would deal with like, yeah, I think it's like Kai was saying, it, it also depends on the, the area, because like I said, the rural area, though, those officers probably deal with all of those things as well, but they're because of the area that they're in, that's why they're they're a sheriff there. Yeah, right. they, do, they do pretty much the same thing. Yeah. It's just one does it at a city level and one does it at a county level. So, like, so it's like, it's size. So yeah. if there's like a... Yeah, but then so like we just have mm-hmm. like, you have the Met Police of all of London and then mm-hmm. you have like the southeast police and the fit but they're all part of the met they're not two separate departments that's what's confusing me is like you mm, guys have kind of interesting we have broken separate... that off into two separate things whereas if a local police force do something they still respond to the met police at large the reason is because america is massive and we have a lot of small towns yeah so it doesn't make sense for all of those towns to have a police force I guess, yeah, you guys are like a continent, really, aren't you? You're not even a country. Right, exactly. So, like, the middle of the country, there's, like, places with, like, 200 people that live in them. So you don't need a full police department for places like that either, yeah. And the next next closest one might be too far out of that small little town. So if you're putting, like, a sheriff's office or something in that small little town, it still gives that town access to any kind of police force or any kind of access that you need to it. But it's not a full police department. That's, you know, maybe the next big city down. Okay. I know that seems like a tangent, but it does explain a lot for how Travis is acting. Because as somebody who doesn't understand that distinction between, like, police and sheriff, I was like, this guy's acting really fucking weird. But it makes sense now. I mean, he could have, have yeah, he could have little to no, like, uh, police officer training. Because of him, because of him being sheriff, I mean, he's also related to the people who pretty much own the town. So that, no. yeah, exactly, which makes it kind of a little sussy over here. Um, after we being we were interrogated, whether you uh, lash out at the officer or not, you head back into the cell, confirming that Max is alive, and not only confirming that Max is alive, but confirming to us, the player, that these creatures can go back to being a human after they've turned. You know, they That's they they're. They're going to turn on this full moon when it happens, but we didn't know the contents of how accurate or how they're leading into this werewolf thing. Because obviously these werewolves aesthetically aren't normal to what we know a werewolf would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But it seems like their demeanor and how they transform is very similar or very keen to how werewolves actually are. You change on a full moon, you go back after the full moon's done. Yeah. Their entire body explodes and somehow they end up back. Yeah. yeah. Somehow they're like, do you like regrow the? I mean, I know they have like extreme healing abilities. So is that like your skin just grows back? Like, I don't know the extent of that. And they haven't elaborated they have to, on it. Because, like, later on, I found a piece of evidence in chapter eight that was a piece of seared flesh that was just chilling out in a mine somewhere that I found mm. when I was playing as Laura and Ryan. So, mm. like, I'm assuming that the, the flesh had sheared off, and then when they transform back to a human, they heal all of that skin back. It's yeah, not very clear how thinking. it works, but it seems that way. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, after the officer puts Laura back into the, the, her cell, Laura and Max will start having some conversations. There was some stuff in here with us where Max was a little more standoffish because we had left him. He's angry at us. He's like, you fucking left me there. And, and you can respond as Laura saying, you know, I was trying to get help. I was, I was scared and everything like that. And, and Max seems very dismissive at, at that, at at us in general Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Because of that. Similar response, yeah. I tried to ask if he was okay, and he just went off. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. He also keeps saying that he's he's naked. He's not... I mean, he doesn't have his clothes on. He's just, like, in his underwear, but he's not, like, naked. He keeps saying, like, guys, I'm, I'm naked, or Laura, why am I naked? Yeah. Really I'm also really confused. Are they boyfriend and girlfriend, or are they brother and sister? Because I thought they were brother and sister. I thought they were boyfriend and girlfriend. They're definitely boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, that's what okay, I thought. Right. I thought they were I don't in know. a relationship. I don't know, like some of the way that they were talking to one another and like the tone and stuff. I was like, this seems like just a very close brother sister relationship. Have you have you seen those like TikTok trends where it's like oh, people mate, trying that, to point out if they're siblings or in a relationship in, and take the pictures? Dating or siblings is an yeah. Instagram account that does that. Is absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, they they continue to talk about clothes and why he doesn't have clothes on or anything like that. Um, the cop will come back in, and then you have kind of two dialogue options as. Laura, and this kind of leans into how we took Laura for the most part. You can say something sarcastic. Um, oh, because he yells at you for talking to each other, and he's like, "What well, you guys shouldn't be talking to each other." You can be sarcastic with Laura and say, "Like, oh, we didn't. I didn't know we needed permission to talk to each other." Or Laura will just agree to his demands, not say anything. I think in this instance, we were sarcastic because I do remember yeah. us saying, "Like, oh, I didn't yeah. know uh, we needed yeah, your bro, permission." You can't oh. fucking. What are you gonna tell people in prison? They can't talk to us. Shut the fuck up. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I would 100% be shots in the States, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> if, if a police officer in the US told me to do something that I know I don't have to do, I just tend to fight. I would not make it back. This is why I don't come to LA. I tell you it's money to get visa, but I'm actually scared of being shot by a police officer. You're a fucking lion. You sure. are the wrong skin tone. So yeah, you're, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine, buddy. You're, you're, you're good to go. Um, after That's this, very the- sad, but true <laughs> statement. <laughs> Uh, after this, the cop will go and handcuff Max, and then what we assume to take him out and go interrogate him as well, because he just had mm-hmm. finished interrogating us. Um, now that Max is gone, you kind of have free reign to your cell, and you can explore a couple things. The one kind of big point of interest is on the left side of your cell, there is a brick that's kind of a little bit loose. It's it's different than all the rest of them. It's protruding out of the wall a little bit. Um and when Laura goes to kind of shake it, she she can't she doesn't have enough leverage to get it out. Which then, if you click on the bed, there's for some reason a spoon on the windowsill, a and we spoon. yeah a bent spoon, and you use that spoon to kind of pop the brick out of the wall, giving you access to a little alcove that in this instance we imagine that we might store something or hide something from Travis, which we realize is his name, Travis uh, Hackett, later on in in the game. I'm assuming from your face and gas, but oh, you did not do this at all. Oh, man. No. So, <laughs> I will, we'll talk about it briefly later on, but there's something that you can obtain later on in the section of this chapter, and I ended up having that confiscated from me because Travis patted me down before he took me out of the cell. But if I, I didn't know about this brick, so if I had known about this brick, my assumption is I could have hid this thing and then used it later on when I needed to. And you yeah. do. Yeah, and you do. 
Yes. Uh, right. So you guys um, followed through with that premonition, that yeah. that vision that we saw. Yeah. Yeah, right. definitely. Okay. Um, in this instance, you can also read the limerick that's on the wall. We did it a little bit later, um, but you also have access to do it too. I, it doesn't say exactly what the limerick is, but it, 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 it essentially the whole limerick talks about how to stop the werewolf transformation. Like when you get bitten or anything like that in, in flowery words and very rhymy poetic language that mm-hmm. you have to cut off the limb or cut off at the point of wherever you were bitten and then you Fucking will not turn right. which is yeah dylan got bit in our playthrough and he said cut it off cut it off now and we did and oh yeah even, you cut his hand off didn't you yeah yep so he's he's safe in ours but even in the very beginning when nick was attacked he's like this black stuff is coming out should we cut off his leg and we were all like the fuck what are you talking about you're crazy and in retrospect he was correct in that instance yeah also, the one of the key pieces of information you get from this limerick is that in order to stop the curse, you have to kill the one who turned you. Yeah, I couldn't remember if that was in the limerick or if that was what Travis had told us later, but you're, you're correct. In order to end your transformation or you becoming a werewolf, you have to kill the one that bit you. And that's mm-hmm. the whole cycle of, of this werewolf transformation Which, and curse that we've now been using. As you can imagine is very fucking difficult because it does not seem like there is just one skin wolf roaming around the quarry. It seems like there no, are multiple. There are multiple skin wolves is what we've come to realize. The only way you'd be able to do it is to like kidnap the person before a full moon. Look, do you have to kill them as a werewolf? It doesn't say that. But I think I'd, so. From, from, from Yeah, from kind of taking some of the context clues here, because they don't exactly state that outright, but it seems like you have to kill them while they're a werewolf or it won't work. Yeah. yeah, or kill them during a full moon, and if they're a werewolf during yeah. a full moon, yes, yeah. Well, see, and now I'm, I don't remember. I mean, I, I imagine that was probably the case, but when Nick was transforming, that was a full moon that night, right? It wasn't the gunshot that triggered him; it was the full moon. It just so happened right. that when you shot him, it's he only had changed. One night, right? Yeah. No, I was, I was just curious. I didn't know if, like, if you tried to kill that person not in werewolf form, they would just turn and they would be able to survive well, any kind of bullet that they... That yeah, the, the problem is as well is that we've seen that while in human form, seemingly only during a full moon, these mm. people have these kind of regenerative abilities. So that seems to be why rather than Nick dying when we shot him in the pool house, or when I shot him in the pool house at least, I can't remember if you did, um, mm. but when you shoot him in the pool house, he doesn't die. Because no, he, immediately he, he takes a... the bullet, heals, and then becomes a skin wolf. Right. So yeah, I didn't know if you if you attempted to kill them not in a werewolf form, it wouldn't work because they would just turn. No, you can like only kill them. Yeah. Yep. Because later on, um, spoilers, I guess, Max transforms. And the whole thing is with Max is yep. that Max has um did have cuts and stuff on him from the attack in the basement, but on the night of the full moon, those are now gone. Right, his bite marks where he initially got bit. Uh, We did not grab this card, I think, but there is the World Tarot card that's here that you can pick up, which is under the sink. If you go towards the sink in there, it'll switch to a cutscene. It's right underneath. You can grab this tarot card. It is interesting how many, like, because that cell's not a very big area, but how many interactable things you could do. Like, you missing the the brick in the wall and us missing, like, the tarot card here. There's a lot of things just in that little area that's that's easy to miss if you don't explore every kind of nook and cranny there. I mean, a lot of this section takes place in that cell. Yes, that's that's fair. Well, that's what I was saying with the limerick, too. Like, at any point, it seems like you could have interacted with and found those things at at any point. 
Um, after the officer comes back, he will throw Max into the cell. And then Laura says something like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to get you when when I get out of here or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the officer kind of applies like, yeah, like when you get out of here, implying that that's not going to happen yeah. anytime soon, if at all. Did you guys lean into her theory? Because this is when she starts to speculate a theory as to why the Hackett's Quarry Camp exists. Um, So I Mm -hmm. went down the route of um, you can either be suspicious of Travis and suspect that Travis is kidnapping people to lure Mm -hmm. them in to become werewolves for whatever reason. Or you can go the other way where you're like, well, he's not really acting like a kidnapper. He's acting like someone who's trying to keep us away from something for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, I went that way as well. I was like, he's not... A, yeah. If he was a kidnapper, we'd be, like, gagged up and, like, we wouldn't be... Well, that's why we were kind of more compliant to his demands. Is That's what it kind of seemed like. It seemed like less that he was kidnapping us for this nefarious reason and more almost trying to protect us. And we learn later on that that is the case that there were he was trying to protect us more than anything else yes yeah, yeah. um and oh man this bit was heartbreaking like they they start talking about them being stuck in the prison yeah. and there's like a bit where you can either tell max to lighten up or you can say you know like don't worry this isn't going to be forever we'll get out of here mm-hmm. um i went with that i tried to stay a bit light-hearted i don't know if you guys sort of I didn't want yeah. to damp, like, not necessarily dampen the mood, but like, I, I know it's not as simple as this, but I feel like in those kinds of situations, if you succumb to the negative, it's kind of, uh, what's it yeah. called when you, a self-fulfilling prophecy? Like, you know, if you, if you yeah, say exactly. your confinement's forever, then it's likely to sort of negatively impact your escape attempts. And mm-hmm. we know they escaped because she's talking to Ryan. Right, yeah, exactly. We don't, that's how, we don't know how they yeah. escaped, though. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there could have been a situation where, mm-hmm. like, did she kill Travis, or did she, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Did she get really desperate and think I'm going to be stuck here forever and kill him, or yeah. like? Because I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. This is our first interaction with Travis prior to the very beginning, and it's still in a flashback scene. So we didn't at this point we don't know yeah. the well-being of travis right now so he could have no. died and not been uh, a thing later exactly on. he's not he, the only time we've seen him is in these flashbacks <laughs> right um, uh, and then oh sorry i was gonna move on to the next part of the gun. yeah i was i was even if you trying to reassure max he's still kind of down about it and then this is in the very beginning we found max's rejection letter for college and that's where we'll just start bringing that up so say she found it max is upset like why did you go through my stuff and everything and he's like why didn't you just tell me yeah, I love and that you... this was the time they were like, "Yeah, we're yeah. trapped in cells." So werewolf about that college rejection? I am a werewolf. Oh. Uh, it's like in a... college, you fucking idiot. It's like, it's like oh. a deathbed confession in a way. She's like, "Well, yeah. we're stuck here, and we may never escape. So uh, I know you're not going to college." It's like, um... also, did he apply to like one school? This is the part I don't understand. I don't. How does it work in the US? Like, because in the UK, you have like a program you apply through, and you apply to like three different unis i mean we you can apply to as many colleges as you want or do you just directly apply because we have to apply US. through this program called ucas nope. no i'm pretty sure you can just apply Literally through the website apply yep to any school oh yeah man, okay because no, like we a lot of them. we only get um 
we get three choices. You do your your most wanted, second most wanted, third most wanted. And then if, oh, you don't, if you don't get into any of them, we have something called a clearing list, which is when, say, somebody got into their second wanted place, then their position at the third most wanted university becomes available for somebody who qualifies with the requirements to go in. Yeah, and we also have like community colleges too, which you still have to apply for, but don't really get. I mean, there's there's certain criteria. I guess you have to hit, but there's not really. You don't really get yeah, like rejected from get, community rejected. colleges. Yeah, yeah also, exactly. Like, isn't there like a massive stigma about community college in in the US? Yeah, I would. I, I would say. I would. Maybe not as much now, but there definitely has been like with within the years of people saying like, oh, community college is is less than you mm-hmm. know. Go, instead of going straight to a four year. I mean, in our instance, like doing a community college is kind of like the the cheaper route. Like if you don't have the the funds to go to a four year right away, you do two years at community and then you do two years at another larger college that would be normally a four year. Because, I mean, let's 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 not lie. You know, uh, colleges in the U.S. are a business. They're not an education institution. Got to get them dollar bills. Yeah. Gotta um, get that money. But knowing that Max can't get into college... I I don't know why you would choose to be sarcastic in this moment, but I went with the sympathetic option of being like, I'm you sorry. Definitely you made it in. sympathetic. Like, which you, it's like if you're sarcastic, you give him a hard time for lying. Like, no, of course he's going to lie. If you, I mean, it makes sense now that they're boyfriend and girlfriend. But like in yeah. that situation, if they're boyfriend and girlfriend, they probably applied to the same colleges or at least close colleges, so that they weren't College. on the other side of the US. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, him not getting in is a big deal. So you're not going to be, like, rubbing it in his face. Yeah. After that, we get these interesting kind of cuts back to the gang. And this happens once or twice before we are done with kind of this uh, lore dump and backlog of uh, look at Laura. Um, but it comes back in and kind of, you know, Laura revealing that they're dealing with these were- werewolves is what's happening. And that's oh, what they come to that with. assumption that, um, yeah, Max comes to that assumption. He's like, you know, this is happening. It was a full moon. Yeah. Maybe it's werewolves. Yeah. Uh and Rye Guy is not having it. He's like, that's not nope, that's not what's happening. I don't believe of it. Of all the fucking people to <laughs> fucking not podcast man. Yeah, he is like I I expected like Dylan. I expected Dylan to be very submissive of it and sort of, you know, he's the science guy. He wants to go and do, you know, uh quantum physics or what it was, I can't remember. Ryan is the guy who listens to a ghost story podcast. I assumed yeah. he would be much more leaning into it than Dylan is. But Dylan's all for it and Ryan's calling him a bullshit. Do you have fun facts, Jared? Well, yeah. yeah. Did you see my face of just like the... Yeah, yeah your face sort of changed. I was like, oh, okay. No, because he, he makes a silly comment of like, oh, you must have other theories, like from zombies to time-hopping Draculas or something like that. And apparently that's a nod to Houses of Ashes, which I haven't played House that game. Houses of Ashes so. does feature vampires and yeah. It's Are a time-traveling vampires? Um, maybe you have to play. I was it. like, I, I, oh, okay, I'll check that. Laura obviously is not as put off by this, and not. Um, I think we went. Yeah, I think we went the aggressive route. On, yeah, you've here. got aggressive or calm. You can either be calm and say like, you know, Ryan, be patient. I'm going to explain it. I went aggressive because he's saying all this stuff. He's like, you know, this. There's no way this is fucking true. Knowing what Laura now goes through leading up to everything, uh, the aggressive yeah. makes sense because she's like, Ryan, Ryan, is it? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, shut the fuck up. 
and then it just like sort of cuts back slowly cuts to back them to the, trying to pl- trying to yeah. escape from prison. Yeah, I thought that was the hilarious. And like you said, weird out of all the people that Ryan is the one most hesitant to this theory, especially because they have just seen. That's what I was gonna say. They like, just saw their friend explode and turn into a creature. At that point, I would like I believe anything. Like sure, right? werewolves. Like if, I guess if, so. if your friend got bit and then exploded into this weird screen creature and launched himself out the window of a pool house and someone come along was like, yeah, it's werewolf. She'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. That, that, you'd be like, I've seen werewolves before. (laughs) That's not a werewolf. Nope. That's a, that's a skinwalker. That's not a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. I also think he's trying to hold on to the last bit of sanity he has as a human being and being like, what is, we, we, we get into it in a little bit later, but that's definitely, seems to be the case that ryan is kind of just holding on that like instead of accepting that this is the reality and he even might believe that this is the reality if just pushing out it pushing it off as nonsense just protects it from like him accepting that this is the reality that they have to live with right now mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's true i guess yeah if you if you accept it then you have to kind of deal with it accept it then it's real and that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's scary running around uh, yeah, so we cut back after this to Laura and Max, and it's kind of a montage of Laura talking about all the time that they had spent in there, and it, in this time, them just going through and repeating and repeating what happened that night and trying to figure that out. I think at the end of this, the the deduction that they come to is that Max is a werewolf. Um, it's like a montage of the security cameras on a monitor, and it shows like you know the cop coming, and it's like a sped up. So the cops come in, the cop feeds them, it shows Laura and Max talking, and it kind of goes through that a little bit. And I don't remember how long were they in there? Almost a month, right? They were in there all- for a month at this point. Yeah, because it's to, it's to the next full moon is kind of what you pick yeah, up, or I like think, a day before the next full moon. Yeah, I think it's literally a day or two before the next full moon, mm-hmm. and um, they are now at the assumption like okay not only do we need to escape from prison but we need to kill the werewolf responsible for turning max because then we can save max and so they come up with uh an escape plan and you have two choices of your escape plan you have either winning over the officer and trying to befriend him and get him to release you or overpowering him Mm. and at this point I decided to stop being a dick to Travis because I was like, you know, well, because at the end of the day, we've been here for a month. You know, yeah. he's given they've, they've had some clothes. kind of he's relationship, even if they haven't like been on good terms. You know, exactly. they've been it's in contact with one another. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If he was a kidnapper, though, like he wouldn't have fed them every day. He wouldn't have given Max new clothes. Like he would have said, "No, you can just fucking sit there. Like I don't care if you're cold or whatever. Like just fucking shut up." Yeah. Um, so I tried to win him over, which, given how hostile I was towards him previously, didn't work. Also, Laura is the worst actor at trying oh, she to pretend not fucking because we act. we did the same route of being like, oh yeah, you know, you, we were in the wrong, you know, you're right. Max is like, team money, we're buddies, and it's like, bro, atrocious. She's yeah, like, they both suck. They both suck. I just want to just want to call out at this point that this is all happening. Well, maybe not the Laura and Max part, but most of this is happening because Jacob wanted to get laid. Well, yes, they're in the situation because that it kind of would have happened around them regardless, sort of. But yeah, you're, right, you're right. Right. You, you're right. Aside from the Laura, it would have gotten in the van. They would have left. None of this would have happened. They could have just right. gone about their merry way. 
That's what he was saying. He was saying aside from the Lauren Max, because clearly oh, they had yeah. interacted yeah. with the rest of the gang prior to this. So this might have still happened. But yeah, it, yeah. it all comes down to Jacob. It literally comes to, to him. Yeah, literally spend more time. He wanted to bone Laura, a bone uh, Emma. Yeah. Like, let's be fucking honest. <laughs> Laura too, just everybody. He, he probably bone Laura. He seems like that guy just fucking everything with the pulse. Yeah. Um. But uh, Travis is not convinced. He he kind of leans into it a little bit. And he's like, uh, oh, I see what you're doing here. You're trying to you're trying to fake being friends with me so you can try to escape and everything like that. And he is not. Uh, he's not full for it at all. Not that anybody would with their terrible fucking acting. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter what route you pick. Um, and it kind of makes sense because the thing that happens afterwards have to happen with us being in the prison still. So mm. it doesn't matter if you try to overthrow him. Apparently, Max tries to punch Hackett mm. um, while having a shower and just completely whiffs it. Um, either way, T-Money, as he calls him, was just not having it at all. And now yeah. we fast forward a day or two to the night of the full moon. And this is so- when... Oh, gone. I was saying, so it looks like we were a week before. So it says it fast forwards another week, and then it's to the full moon. So the where we oh, were okay, was a week right. before the full moon, and now we are at the full moon. And because yeah. Travis... I think they're in the, I think they're in the prison for two months because there's one full moon, and Maybe then and then it leads into the other one, and the second full moon is when this is taking place. I think with the all... gang there and everything. Yeah, but camp is only a month long, so you're just going from one full moon to the next. That's all that's happening. Yeah, they, I think they it went, started at the first. They, they went to camp a day early, which is on the last full moon. They got now they're at this because there's been three full moons. If you think about it, there was the full moon the day they arrived at camp. There's the full moon now when Max turns and Laura sees him as a werewolf, and then there's the full moon when everything's happening with Nick and well, maybe, Laura's well, trying to go around. People. Maybe that's happening. Well, I guess it's not happening at the, be the same, same day. Time. Same thing yeah. is uh, the same, same thing is uh, Nick where he turns the same day that he gets bitten. Yeah, but Max Max turns and then turns back to normal because that's how it's confirmed that they turn back into humans. Mm-hmm. And then he turns again because he's now the werewolf that was on the island in the camp. He did he did turn a second time because he was the one that uh, Emma came in contact with. So yeah. this, that was the second time that he had turned. So he turned so once in this it, cage, it not, and then he turned again. It might not be two months. It might be over like a six or seven week period or something. And there just happens to be... No, it has to be, because a full moon's every t- 28 days, right? It's a full moon cycle. Yeah. I don't know. The anyway. timeline doesn't make sense to the game. No. But a week yeah, later... But, but Max, we are is, now at, yeah, Max is transformed twice at yes. this point. So a week later, we are now at the full moon, and T-Money comes in, and we've told him, we've told him at some point, like you don't get a choice. Laura just says, like we know it's werewolves. Yeah, like, we know that they're werewolves, and he's like, you don't know shit. You don't know the half of it. You are involved in something that you are way out of your depth in. They're teleporting yeah. werewolves. Exactly. Time, time um, traveling werewolves. And so you can. Uh, so T Money comes along, handcuffs her, or drags her out of the cell takes her to Max's cell at the end and puts a chair Max, down. Max is currently turning at the moment. Yes. Travis was trying to prompt him to take off his clothes because they would be destroyed in his transformation and he is refusing. So he locks Max in there and then drags Laura over and handcuffs her to the kind of, uh, what is this thing? It's like a, it's a radiator. 
radiator and it's like look you'll you'll see for yourself make sure you you stand back but this is all the proof that you'll need yeah. essentially going to have laura sit and watch max transform into this werewolf which is like psychological torture because like yeah. if this is her boyfriend and like watching her boyfriend explode from the inside out um yeah. crazy but I mean, there is a there is a brief moment where someone comes over t money's radio and is like, where are you? Talk, and you get an interruption attempt where you can call out and call to the other person on the radio. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's clear. I did not it's clearly that. Billy Bob and Joe Bob the third. So, mm-hmm. what is we thought out? it was Bobby and Jebediah. So we just decided not to call out because like this isn't gonna yeah. do anything. It's also like, even if he does call out, it's kind of obvious at this point like you said, the Hackett's have this hold over the quarry. And yeah. so with him being the sheriff, whoever's radioing him <clears throat> must be either in relation or work at the sheriff's department as well to have access to the radio. So yeah. calling achieves nothing. All you're going to do is piss team money off. We also learned that uh, this is where Chris had, they have the conversation, Travis and Chris. This is a little bit just after that. Max turns initially um and he explodes and laura is like walking up to the cage he lashes out and scratches at laura and claws her eye mm-hmm. and breaks the handcuff that's holding her to the radiator and we learn that's how she oh, got, yeah. the, she the, got chris, the chris scene is, is much much later okay. yeah um but now we are free yeah well we're not necessarily free we go to the bathroom and correct me if I'm wrong, but Laura cuts her eye out. No, I think her eye's yeah. already gone. Yeah. So what's she doing? Because she's got like scissors and stuff. I think she was just she cutting like, the medical table. Yeah. She was wrapping she the medical table around her head and then she had to just cut it because obviously it's attached to the roll. Oh, I assumed she was like trimming eye debris from her car. <laughs> So I've seen Hostel, okay? Anyone that's seen Hostel will understand what I'm saying. There's a very yeah. gruesome scene in there. But uh, no, way, I think she was just wrapping her eye. Okay, because she made a comment to Team Money later on where she's like, oh, it's harder than people made it look. Well, and then she has like, right right before it cuts back into playing as Laura and now being able to explore this police station, she says something like, well, there goes my peripheral vision or some like, some, yeah, like shitty so one-liner. Much, so, much depth, so much for depth. <laughs> that's perception. That's what, it, that's what it was. Like, what? But now uh, we explore the police station and yes. uh, there is mucho shit to find in here. I found multiple mucho, mucho. tarot cards <clears throat> um, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So how do you want to go about this? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, the first... Like Ben said, you find the tarot card, you find the chariot, which is on kind of a pillar of one of the buildings as you're walking through. <clears throat> but as you go in, there's two floors of this PlayStation. Initially walking out through the cage, this kind of like an office area with a couple locked doors that you can't interact with, you can't get into. And then stairs that lead upstairs to a bunch of empty offices. Um, I think... Let's see. There are small bits that you can get. Um, you yeah. can find like a little sheriff's badge that's been destroyed. It's been um, like, but the charred main, or something. Yeah. yeah, the main, main thing beside the tarot cards is T-Money's computer, yes. which is locked. It's a password. And the right. hint is my birthday. Yeah. Which, of course it is. Of course it is. And Did the... you guys manage to crack this? 
Yeah, because yeah, we we saw this first when we cause we had explored most of the upstairs first, and going into the upstairs, you find a what I assume is a birthday card with yeah, the, birthday card. his age on it. So we 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 deduce the year that he was born, which um, uh, fifty six. He looks good for a fifty six year old. He's, right? a, he's a good fifty six. Um, but then how did we get the? It's on the calendar. Oh, it's on the calendar. That's right. Yeah, it's on the calendar. There's a room next door on the calendar. So I found the computer, couldn't get in, went mm. upstairs, found the, his birthday card, went back and was like 1956, and it was wrong. So I went back upstairs and found the, the calendar, like we spoke about, and mm-hmm. also found season assist. I didn't find a cease and desist, but I mm. did find the syringe, which is what his yeah. money had used to tranquilize Laura in the very first prologue. We also find the see. Oh, we oh, sorry. We also find the the syringe, but right before the office that has Travis's computer in it, there's kind of a printer off like to a, the right. Yeah, yeah, and on there was a cease and desist. And if you read it, it's a cease and desist from Travis or like the, the Hackett podcast. family in general. <laughs> for the podcast the the bizarre yet bona fide saying that they're spreading like misinformation and scaring people from coming over into their camp with their their ghost stories also weird because that's what you see on the computer when you go on the computer there's the bone of bizarre yet bona fide podcast and yeah, there's an email from chris to travis and he's like we need to shut this down but in the email he's like they know too much they're you know, sort of spreading the truth, but the cease and desist yeah. is obviously like you know you're spreading lies and besmeeching our yeah. our name. The other thing that happens is Laura tries to like answer the phone to I imagine call for help, only to hear a woman's voice on the other hand, like that that same whisper that we've been hearing throughout the game. She hears on the other end of this phone, which I believe Ryan heard as well when he was attempting to call for help when Nick mm-hmm. first got uh, attacked. Yeah, and what confused me about this section is that Laura keeps making comments about how she needs to sleep. She's like, yeah. "Oh, like I'm so tired. Like this place is run down, and so am I." Blah blah blah. And it gave me this illusion that I was almost on like a time limit or something to try and find mm. everything, because it made it seem as if after a certain amount of time, I'm going to lose control of Laura, and she's just going to be like, "No, I need to sleep and go back to her cell." Or just yeah. fucking, yeah, just face plant, face down. In the yeah, I just think it's like their way of being like, oh, I took a bunch of drugs from a face and now I'm sleepy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I you could have walked around there forever. You could have, because the, the way that you initiate the progression of the story is to go to sleep in your cell. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I don't know if that's their way of trying to be like, hey, to progress, you need to sleep. But at it's first, I like thought I was... Yeah, at first I thought I was on the time limit. Yeah. Because you we also for as yeah. long as you want, seemingly, like you said. Like it wouldn't be until you sleep. Yeah. We also, before we went to sleep, we open up the loose brick and we put the syringe in where the loose brick is to hide that from, from Travis at any point if he tries to like surge yeah. a switch, eventually he does. Um Let's see I didn't didn't do that. Interesting <laughs> to see how that plays out for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. curious. Uh, when when Laura wakes up, he she is confronted by a very bloodied Travis, blood all over his face, which is another nod to like, it, did he either kill someone or it's like what Bobby and uh, <laughs> Jeff Guy were doing? This is week. another nod to one of their other games where people have blood <laughs> on their face. <laughs> no, no, where they poured the blood over Jacob's face. So I don't know if this this was him like disguising yeah, himself. Or this looks he killed someone. This doesn't look like coded. 
He doesn't yeah, look like Bobby. He looks like he fucking murdered something and then has blood across. He ever murdered something or was standing next to somebody when they transformed. Yeah. Uh, when he comes up to you, you can respond in two different ways. You can be determined saying that Laura wants to get to the bottom of this mystery. You can kind of be honest saying that you're never going to leave Max because Travis asked, why didn't you leave? You know, your gate was open. You were free. He why didn't you leave? respects you too. Yeah. We were yeah, honest you- and we were like, we're not leaving Max yeah. behind. Yeah, I said the same thing, and he was like, he was like, okay, he's like, you know, I I respect your decision. I on like that. That's that's an honorable thing to do. Clearly, he has issues Did with he... his family. So right. Mm-hmm. Did that change? Because then he immediately like frisks you, and I imagine in your situation, he found the syringe. Did that change so, his dynamic yeah, at all? Or completely, completely. Oh. This is when I got the fin coming up saying the cop doesn't trust you, because oh, interesting. I led on to this fin. I was like, you know, I. Because she sort of gives this like monologue where she's like, I want to help you get to the bottom of this. I want to mainly to cure Max, but I also want to stop whatever the fuck is happening at this place. Mm-hmm. And so he started to respect me and then found the syringe and immediately lost all of that respect and assumed that it was a sham. I mean, kind of is. I mean, you were honest in saying that you're not leaving Max, but... Kind well, because he, he frisks you because the cell's open and because he knows you've walked around the police station. That's why right. he's frisking to make sure you haven't taken any weapons or whatever mm-hmm. he might have found. So in our playthrough, yeah. he comes back because we're pretending to be injured and sad and we stab him in the neck. What happens in your, your playthrough if you don't have anything? Well, so... Um... So uh, there is a little bit before that. Mm-hmm. Um, you he gives a tablet to Max, um, which yeah. I assume has the video of Max transforming on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Max is like, "Oh shit, I am a werewolf." He sits down in. He sits down and starts rambling to you about the situation that you're on. Um, He's clearly drinking because he has a bottle of like Jack Daniels in his hand or something. So clearly things haven't gone well for yeah. him. <laughs> I can. You, there's two choices. You can either be curious and try and get him to open up about his family, or you can just agree that they need to end the curse together. And Does I he, went with that. Doesn't one. it say grab his gun at some point during this as well? There is an option to take his gun. It's one of those interruption mm-hmm. events. Um, I yeah, where he's sitting and gun. leaning up against your cage. Yeah, we're like that's not gonna yeah, go which, well. Uh, rookie cop mistake. What the fuck are you doing? How are you? Like I said, I think back to a prisoner. I, I guess because he's a sheriff, he doesn't have. What happens if you take the gun though? Um, does it not let you? Does he just like slap your yeah, hand? Yeah, if you like, grab the gun, yeah. he if you grab the gun, he will grab Laura's hand, stopping her from pulling the weapon. He then refused to talk about the curse anymore, oh, claiming he wanted to trust you. This ends the Travis scene and then goes to the next segment. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, because so he has a I, whole lore dump of like everything. Mm-hmm. He gives you the piece of paper for Laura to decipher. You're, that's when we. You're one of them smart signs, gals. You read this. <laughs> That's yeah, because right. she wants to be a vet, and he's like, you know, you want to be a vet? Read this. And she's like, bro, this, this is a fucking poem, you weirdo. What does this have to do with yeah, exactly? Vet? She's like, why does um, it rhyme? He's like, I don't fuck. I don't know. <laughs> so if you don't try to steal the gun, uh, which you guys didn't either, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. now you go down this lore dump route, and mm-hmm. he starts monologuing. He's got the note, which is the limerick on the wall. Mm-hmm. There are two things you can do. You can either choose to ask him why he didn't kill the werewolf in the bunker in the very first prologue bit which is confused which is where i start to get annoyed because it only says confused and like four words how the fuck are you supposed to know that that's relevant to the bunker 
yeah, there's exactly. no prompt for that whatsoever. Yeah. And then there's concerned, which is what I went with, and Laura says, like, oh shit, if Max is a werewolf and he scratched my eye, what and and Trevor of uh, Trevor Travis is like scratches are not infectious. It has to be yeah. a bite. Which I mean, I'm when we is like some saliva thing, it's got to be like yeah, a, maybe. When we were playing this too, guys, like I know like the answer to both of these. Like I don't really need, like care about why because I mean I kind of know why he did that. He was clearly protecting them for some reason, and I we know the scratch doesn't turn her because yeah, she's I mean clearly not a werewolf. clearly his family is werewolves. Sounds like mm-hmm. I don't need to ask any of these questions. Right. I know the answer to these questions. Remember the fact that scratches don't turn people. This will come up later in my fucking pet grievance rant section that I will get to in chapter eight. Interesting. Oh, okay. Um, so now the the conversation carries on. Um, you can, I think I went cynical here and basically mm. you ask him what he's hiding and he mentions, um, he, he doesn't say outright it's his family, but he says, you know, I, I'm not trying to kill the werewolves in the woods. And he alludes to there's something else he's trying to do to stop the curse. Um, yeah. And I think afterwards, uh, did you guys go cynical or did you go encouraging yeah, I, and try to looking, ask what the plan of action is? Looking at the encouraging one, I, we didn't. He didn't talk about any of this, so he definitely went the, the cynical route and had the same the same outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you can then either. Uh, basically try and say that he's either protecting someone close to him or claim he's getting desperate. And Mm -hmm. I went with suspicious because we haven't had the Chris Travis conversation that we'll get to in a minute, but um, it was very obvious at this point, he's not trying to kill the wolves, et cetera, et cetera. He is protecting somebody. Right. Not only protecting somebody, but like protecting these kids from that somebody and then protecting the individual as well. Cause what we've learned is clearly these werewolves are people and they could easily be friends or loved ones or whatever. And especially what we've learned is that it seems like the Hackett family is just a bunch of werewolves that this is any one of these werewolves could be brother, sibling, whatever for, mm-hmm. for Travis and not wanting to kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. now <clears throat> um, we are leading up to this conversation. So Max will say to Laura, like, yeah. you know, um, you know, what happened, blah, blah, blah. And I said that I believed Travis was telling the truth because... Yeah, Sam. Not even as the player, as Laura, we've seen Max turn. He scratched us. Yeah. We've seen Travis come back with blood on his face. We've seen the limerick. Yeah. Everything he's told us makes sense. There'd be no reason for him to lie at this point either. Like, he had showed us what's been happening. Like, I mean, unless he's lying about the context of, like, how to kill them, and maybe that's deceiving about it. But the, but the whole idea of the werewolves in general clearly is true since we have literally saw it happen in front of us. I mean, yeah, also, his exactly. how to kill them is with silver, which is, like, it's pretty right. classic werewolf. I wouldn't question that. Yeah, that is very, very classic yeah. looping lore. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, we, yeah, we do... The, the conversation... Yeah, we, yeah, we overhear a conversation between Chris and Travis, um, which this is when we find out that Chris is a werewolf and he's the one who bit Max in the first place, which yes. is, not say. this this all starts to make sense. You know, when Laura and Max were going to go to the camp early, that was a full moon. Travis was trying to direct them away from the camp because Chris had turned and he was in the basement of 
the the camp in the first place. So when they went there Correct. and when Max got attacked, that was Chris. And that's why the the it cuts to that thing with Travis and him being upset that they didn't go to the hotel first they came here because he was trying to protect his brother. Yes. And um there's also a nods to other things that have happened. <clears throat> He's like mm-hmm. Travis makes comment. He's like, what about those fucking hikers? Because there were posters and yep, of the seen newspapers hikers. of hikers that had gone missing. And it also seems to be there. There's an implication that it isn't just Chris of the Hackett family who is aware. Mm-hmm. He's like, Travis makes a comment. He's like, if it was down to me, you all would be in prison which obviously yeah. is a plural, so it can't be just Chris. Yeah. It has to be multiple people. If Chris just responded to that dumb bitch's voicemail and was like, no, you can't come a day early. We're fumigating. Exactly. All of this would have been avoided. But someone well, didn't change also, their voicemail. It also explains uh, Chris's behavior in the very beginning. When they were trying to leave and he couldn't get the car started and he like slams his fist on the car, I imagine that was the night he was going to turn as well. That's why he's like, just stay inside. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, it's the night of full moon, so he's like, moon. God damn, I'm about to become full rage mode werewolf. It's about, man, I'm, this is a full buffet standing in front of me. I can't help but eat these fucking kids when I become a skin wolf. Yeah, I don't think you have control. Yeah, I, I assume guys... they're just aggressive. Yeah, yeah. so um, now somehow there is a cup on the sink in the cell and Laura knocks it and you have a little QTE where you have to flick the stick up to try and grab the cup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we got did it. you guys succeed that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. QTE kings over here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I also managed it. Um, and basically what happens is if you foul that, you miss out on the other part of the conversation where uh, Travis talks about how their hikers went missing and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And you, you don't get as much of a lore dump. And then mm. eventually Travis is like, oh, fuck. Um, we we shouldn't be talking here. Let's go talk in my office. Oh, because also Chris knows that Max and Laura are in the fin. Right. Yeah. That's, the other, that's the important thing. He's like, I know they're here. I covered for them saying they didn't turn up to camp. Right. Sussy little Bacchus. Oh, in the very beginning, that was kind of one of their speculations is that Chris and Travis were like this kidnapping like front that they were doing with this camp. But I mean, clearly it was the whole werewolf thing, but they were yeah. working in tandem that Chris is the werewolf that had bit Max. Ultimately, now they have to kill Chris. Yeah. And Laura, there's this like scene where it's close up on Laura's face and she's like, I'm going to take Travis's gun. and I'm going to kill Chris Hackett. And Max is like, yeah. what? And she's like, I'm like, fucking shoot him. What? Uh, it cuts to and the now next this morning. This is where you guys, yeah, it cuts to the yes. next morning. This is where you guys did the prophecy yeah. and um, shot Travis in the neck with yep. the syringe. So talk me yep. through that. Uh, yeah, you so we, may pretend uh, that you're dying of some horrible disease because your eye got mm. scratched by an evil skin puppy. Uh, and you're like, oh! And Travis comes in, and he's like, what the fuck is happening right now? And then he comes down to us, because we're laying on the floor in the fetal position, and we uh, fucking shank him in the neck with a syringe. Yep. Uh, and then he goes, and then dies. Well, passes out. Uh, and then we're like, hell yeah, take his keys, get Max out of this bitch. Uh, we, took and we took his gun, and then we're like, 
we need more supplies. And we're like, okay. And then we hear this weird fucking voice for some reason uh, in this, the door. coming from the door, which is the woman, the like hag pack. It's Corey who's like, Silas. Uh, and so they go to the door and they're like, all right, she's going to be behind here. And they open it and no one's there, but it's just filled with weapons. And they find a shotgun and she's like, looks like I don't need this pistol anymore. Puts the pistol down, grabs the shotgun. Yeah. We also what we also find out that he was making his own silver bullets too. Like that's what yeah, he had right. found with the shotgun is that they were homemade silver bullets. Yeah. DIY silver bullets. Look at you up. would not be able video. to tell. I want to be very no. clear. People load their own shotgun shells all the time. It's a very normal thing to do. You yeah. would never be able to be like, "Yep, this is filled with silver." Like, I know. If you, if you picked it up just by like a glance, even if you like dumped out the content, it was just like, a, that's it, silver in there. Yeah, it was just a shotgun shell that someone had self-loaded. That's very normal, <laughs> especially if you're like hunting bird or you know live in the wilderness. Like uh, you'd be, you would, she's using context clues that aren't there. But, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um. What was also strange for me, because I do also get this scene, is that Max can also hear this voice. Because I kind of assumed that it was solely for the Certain one person. People. Yeah, the individual. Laura, yeah, Laura's like, oh, did you hear that? And Max is like, yeah, it's coming from over there. So maybe this is like some sort of spectral being who was whispering into Laura's ear, which is creepy as shit. Yeah. Um, so my route... <laughs> I'm very annoyed I didn't see this here. Um, by not having the syringe and fucking up, I haven't been locked out of the best possible ending for the game, so I cannot achieve oh. the best ending. Um, yeah, it says here... Um, so basically what happens is he comes into the cell and... Um, I, I might actually be really curious to see what happened if you fucked up these QTEs. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Laura escapes regardless because she's with us. Like that's nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing's um, gonna happen in that sense. Yeah, I just don't understand how you escape later on if you fuck this up. Um, yeah. So what happens is he comes in and he like kneels over Laura and there's a QTE and Laura steals his gun and she stands up and she points the gun at him and she's like pointing the gun. <laughs> she attempts. <laughs> she attempts to snap the gun back. He goes to grab it. There's another QTE and you move back. And then you're like, give me the fucking keys. And he gives you the keys. He throws them. You have to do a QTE to catch them. <laughs> you then Classic. leave the, you then leave, she leaves the cell, locks the door, goes to Max, unlocks the fin. And then as they're walking off, like Max will say some sort of comments, Travis. He's like, you know, like, I'll oh, fuck you. And then carries on walking. As Laura walks past, there is an interruption you can do where you apologize um, mm. and I chose to do that because when you take the gun, she's like, um, you can either tell him to shut up or you can apologize to him and say like, I'm sorry, I have to do this to save Max. And so I kind of leaned into that route of like, she doesn't yeah. want to do it, but she, but has she to has to, it. she's been left with no other choices at the moment because yeah, someone so, didn't find the brick. Yeah. So I, um, that, that has no impact in it apparently um it's just whether you feel like you want to do it or not right and then yeah i came to that same situation as you guys found all the weaponry and then so he's just the... like sitting in the cell now awake he's just sitting in the cell mm. how does um, that lock you out of the best <clears throat> ending uh 
I just don't understand what the difference between him being awake and him being knocked out would be. Knocked out. Maybe, oh. maybe because he's locked in the cage, there's no way for him of getting out, where now he's not locked. He's just knocked out, so he can come out no, of no, the cage. No, no, we, we, we locked the cage. Yeah, but the difference no. is... Well, well, we'll see. I'm sure it'll come up at some point. Because I even um, thought about that. I was like, we're locking an unconscious man into a cage. I was like, he's going to die here. But then his family, like probably would come check on him eventually so you know we're also not sure Maybe. if travis is a werewolf or not if this is like a family thing like he's not a werewolf no, but it's, it's, it doesn't it's seem like he thing is. because chris has been buying people yeah i see i it's, see it's not in the blood um right. so there's a so, bit where you right. can um choose to i chose to reassure max and max is like oh we're free you oh no i didn't reassure him sorry max is like oh we're free and you can either lean into it we're and celebrate it but I was like, no, we ain't free till fucking CH is dead. dead. Like, CH. It's true. I like CH. It's true. Yeah, you're right. We, you're we right. sorted out T Money and now we got to worry about CH, man. I mean, T Money wasn't, I mean, he was the biggest problem because he was our kidnapper, but he's, I mean, we're still with Werewolf Max at this point. So, I mean, we're not really in the clear just yet. No. Um, and I love, I love this sentence in the walkthrough. It says, uh, and with that, Laura and Max's story is back in line with the core cast. Well, most of the story is accounted for anyway. We still don't know how on earth Laura came across that snazzy eye patch in a mere 24 hours. <laughs> it's very true. We also don't know how the fuck she got Max to that island. Uh, on a boat, no? What do you mean? Like, there a boat? Yeah. There was a boat at the dock when we arrived there, wasn't there? Yeah. Well, wasn't he like about to turn? Wasn't it the fucking full moon? It no, could, she... could have been before that. Yeah, I, I, think the, I think the implication is that she got him to the island on the boat. Is that the light at the beginning? Yeah. When you look yeah. across when you're Jacob and you see the light or not I guess not uh, I, would, I would assume I would assume that it's Max there sort of chilling because he's a werewolf. Yeah. Um sure. but yeah cuz Emma swam there and so did Jacob I believe. Yeah, but he yeah, can't touch water so I'm like Yeah. Perfect place for him to be. Yeah, so th- that's when we find out that we find out that the the creature that was chasing Emma was Max that that Laura had put there. Um, and then the gang realizes that because we cut back to the the main cast and everything that Emma was there and Jacob had gone to follow them as well. Uh, you're still playing as Laura. We went like the honest route that like no, they're probably dead. They're honestly really? probably yep. gone. Yeah, I went reassuring. So th- does she just say that she's like you know like yeah. oh only Max the werewolf was on that island, so they're either gone or dead. Yeah, yeah very much. That's what she says. And then everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Like they're all uh, they're all spooked. Mine, right, yeah. mine was very uh, dismissive because she's just <laughs> like, like he, <laughs> Dylan's like, "Oh, Emma and Jacob are on an island," and she's just like, "Ah, they're probably fine." See, that's that also makes me just think they're probably fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like, not a lot of confidence that you've instilled. Yeah. What can you do? It's like, oh yeah, my I mean, werewolf boyfriend's right. on that island, and you're like. Ah, Sure, they're fine. Yes, they're fine. Okay. Uh, this is where something interesting happens because I hadn't. I mean, I kind of put two and two together, but not yet. That the person that we found in the pool, Kaylee, was the werewolf that was attacking uh, Ryan and Dylan on top yeah. of the radio tower, and then she had mm-hmm. shot. She had shot Kaylee, and Kaylee fell into the water. At, at that point, we didn't know about any of this just yet, so we thought there's this dead girl and the werewolf maybe ran away. Yeah. But we now know that Kaylee was also a werewolf and that Laura had killed Kaylee her. Hackett. But yeah, not only that, but that Laura had got bitten as well. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And you have, a, you have an option to show everybody or hide the bite. We decided to show everybody the bite and be like, yeah, I we showed them the bite. Like, you know, 
you want to see and something fucking drink. sick? And there's like, yeah, this gnarly fucking wound, man. Like, why would you not show them the bite, right? Like, you've come along and you've been honest with them. Why would you hide the bite? In case and they try to stop you from continuing to attack Chris Hackett. This is I, what's annoying is it's inconsequential because I was if just you about don't to say that. do it, sorry, guys, if you don't do it, Ryan is just like, oh, you got bit. Well, that's what I say. It, it, I love this part in the walkthrough. Says, although this is presented as a major choice of not showing the bite or not, which in our instance it feels like it is, they're like it doesn't fucking matter because they're going to find out anyways. And I was like, well, why give us the fucking option then? <laughs> the illusion of choice. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah, all choices exactly. have impact. Yeah, yeah. and then, um, then Ryan like takes the shotgun from Laura, thinking that like, no, this is right, and like, starts pointing the gun at it. And I'm like, dude chill you need to calm down buddy like you need to relax chill um exactly also where was this ryan earlier on like he's been so submissive and like unsure of what to do but as soon as she's like oh i'm gonna kill mr h he's like my fucking mr h is his best friend yeah exactly yeah we i mean i did learn later on that like you know him and mr h have a bit of a history but Mm -hmm. um yeah, he's very defensive of Mr. H and the family, and so he grabs the gun, and then um, I believe that is it for this chapter, right? I mean, it ends with the we see the characters dragging, uh, locking up a werewolf and dragging Jacob into that same locker of Billy Bob Thornton over here, uh, and then locking him up, and then right before it cuts, we see the creature growling at Jacob, and also we, there's like an interesting cut to like the cage being electric too is jacob in there yet i don't think he's in there just yet is he because the uh, werewolf, just, yeah before the, the 200s there, drag jacob into the same room and lock him up opposite oh. the monster oh it is uh, yeah. yeah yeah so um yeah and then we're introduced to um this old woman yes. who is like mocking the creature and is like you know oh, you want to bite me and she puts her hand near the cage the creature comes up and gets electrocuted and then she's like dumb fucking animal and that's not like me being a dick she's got like a stereotypical redneck accent you do get the um, very important choices jacob whether to say uh to beg or to yell because mm-hmm. i remember doing begged. that like once again those decisions that don't really matter where you're just like well either way i'm gonna it doesn't get matter if put in a cage a piece of shit or if you say please, they're gonna put you in the cage. Like yeah. if they've dragged you yeah, this far, exactly. they're putting you in the cage. They're putting you in the cage regardless. Uh, but that is the end of her chapter seven, a much longer chapter than some of the other ones. And then we lead into chapter eight, which is a significantly shorter chapter than all, especially yeah. coming off of seven. Yeah, chapter eight is real quick. It was like ten minutes of of stuff that happened, and then we're like, we're done. We're gone. So let's see how long we can make ten minutes be on a podcast. <laughs> Thirty-seven minutes later. Exactly. Uh, we cut back to playing as Ryan and Ryan holding the gun up to Laura. Um, Ryan refuses to put the gun down. I think in this instance, you can like ask Caitlin, like, what should I do? Should I shoot her and everything? Yeah, I did the same things. I also asked Caitlin what she we should do. And she's like, you're the one with the fucking gun. Like, why? Why are you asking me? And not only that, like, Laura also, um, like, just basically thinks little of Ryan now. Because you've got yeah. the gun and you're like, you know, shut the fuck up. And you can either be commanding and then tell her to shut up again. Or you can be like, Caitlin, what do I do? And it's like, That's what we did. If, and it, if didn't, it didn't work out well. though, it doesn't work. I mean, <laughs> he's being a fucking dumbass anyway. So it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, bro. So the thing is, when I made the decision, I kind of assumed that 
he would keep that demanding demeanor he has and like while pointing the gun at laura be like you know caitlin what the fuck do you want to do with this bitch but mm-hmm. he isn't he like lowers the gun and is like mummy what should i do and it's like no i i i didn't want that it's i wanted to keep ground. the bravado up i wanted to like you know if you're gonna be I... assertive in that situation be fucking See, assertive i didn't because i was like let's just get this gun out of ryan's hands as soon as possible because we know ryan and he's all he's gonna be all talk here and he is not helping the situation at all right now well yeah um and basically uh you can sort of go through this route i went down the route of ryan being like i'm not gonna kill mr h you know mr. Yeah, H's done a lot same. for me not doing it mm-hmm. uh, you guys went down the same route yeah same thing right Ryan, yeah. ryan's unconvinced that chris has any any intentional like uh, any intentions to be malicious towards us if he is a werewolf then it's out of his control is essentially what ryan's ryan's coming down to if the, he's he when you have an it. abusive boyfriend but you're trying to justify it <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. look he's killed several and, people and yes he is a werewolf but he's a nice guy he's, he's sweet. a nice guy he bought me flowers he's two years ago ones. on my birthday he's what he's one of the good ones uh and then <laughs> abby comes around the corner and laura like dips her bracelet in the gut like the the silver gunpowder and he's like use this yeah, as your so, last resort so i was like that's yes yeah, so no, it, doesn't, it doesn't dip it it's a shotgun she shell in the shell. she puts it in the shell so it'll become yeah, a projectile yeah yeah so the idea is when you, when you shoot the shell <laughs> the balls will come out of the shotgun shell and the silver will also i like jared's version better to be honest where someone just well, like i was confused <laughs> all right well now it has the essence of silver on it and PSA, uh, if your silver is like dripping not not in the cool dripping if it's literally dripping dripping uh get take it back that's that's not silver my friends that's like fucking yeah you you have been ripped off i i Um, see i see i was confused by that i was like why is she dipping the others no she just puts the she puts the bracelet in the front of the shotgun shell yeah and she's like you know it makes sense as a last resort this yeah but what tells me that would be incredibly fucking inaccurate yeah that's what Uh, i thought it's like a I circle bracelet. Like, if, I mean, if you're close enough, it's going to be fine. But, but surely, surely, mm-hmm. as a, it's not just a circle. It's a chain. Yeah. So the chain would surely just lower into the shell and sort of fold in on itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can choose here to either take the piss out of the poem and be like, I'm not going to kill Mr. H over some fucking poem. I went the other route and was like, hang on, wait. You said you heard this ghostly voice. Yeah, same thing. Because he also heard that voice too. Yeah, um, but this whole thing with Abby cannot happen if Abby was killed by Nick in that previous <laughs> Pool House episode where you didn't Makes shoot sense. Nick. Just her decapitated um, corpse, just like walking up and like, yeah. here's my bracelet. Which is interesting because later on there's a moment where you have a choice to use the silver bullet, but you wouldn't have the silver bullet in this situation had mm-hmm. Abby been killed. Not in this chapter. I was yeah. like, we didn't use we didn't use any silver. We didn't shoot anything in here. Nothing nothing of excitement happened in this, the rest of this playthrough for us. Everyone's alive. Nothing happened. Also, yeah. I would like to take this moment to say I told you so because <laughs> I don't remember what it was for. There's something that I in this actually, I don't remember what my point was, but I was right. Whatever was it was. Okay, uh, I have a feeling my chapter eight was significant. Oh, Nick's not this. dead. That's what it was. Thank you for reminding me. Nick right, is alive. You give me so much shit. We had never lost a character, and he was like, "No, Nick is dead. He's a werewolf." 
Well, guess what? Fuck you. Tim and Max are both alive. Uh, yeah, no. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Our our chapter eight. Nothing of excitement happened here, yeah. and it was very oh. short. All right, boys. Fucking strap in then. Let's go through this. Um. So, uh, basically, what ends up happening is that as Ryan. You say to Laura, I'm not letting you go on your own. I'm not going right. to let you kill Mr. H. I'm coming yep. with you. Mm-hmm. And so we have now split the group up yeah. and we have Laura and Ryan heading to Mr. H's place to kill him. And the rest and, of the gang went back to like the camp. Yeah, they've gone back to the lodge. Caitlin, Dylan, and Abigail. Yeah. And uh, this is when they start walking towards Hackett Estate. Mm-hmm. And Ryan basically says he has no fucking idea of where he's going. Yeah, exactly. she's like, he's she's like, like no, have you ever been there? And he's like, like no. no, never been there. I think it's this way. Well, he does I a great job. We have as much uh, much information as you do. Yeah, but they he does do a great job because they do find the the um, estate here that is surrounded by a large barbed wire fence. <laughs> yeah, this part is just like. It makes no sense. Okay, they go to the house and they're like, "This is a house," and they're like, "This is a mansion," and then they fall through the ground because they stand over some boards, and they're like, yeah. "Now we're in a giant cave." It's like, why? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you it just also, be like, "Oh, there's a mine entrance over there. Maybe it leads to under the that. house." Yeah, I think because being the, the idea of like being trapped down there like because if yeah, there was exactly, an, a way yeah. they could leave and come back if they're like oh this seems sketchy let's leave where this instance there's no going back they now that have to continue exploring this quarry that being said you could have them go for a mine entrance and then a cave-in block fall. the mine entrance yeah. like there is or a ladder breaks or you know it's a we, one-way elevator they also get to see our favorite uh, water animation that happens when they splash down into this, in this puddle. Mate, I did not realize. I didn't see it so much in like chapter one and two when you guys were talking about it's it. It's so bad. Um, but they it's really fall bad. like a good 30 or 40 feet into water, which just FYI, uh, you know, there's a thing called surface tension with water. If you hit water at a certain speed at the wrong angle, you, it will be like hitting cement. Like you will just fucking die. Um but they don't die because this isn't really water. It's jello. Um, it's, it's gelatin. It's awful. It looks like someone keyframed a JPEG of water to yeah. like move <laughs> across the screen. It's so bad. <laughs> it is awful. Whoever, I'm going to say it. This is a hot take. Super massive. Whoever did that water animation, you got to let them go. Send them back to school. Which... Like everything else in this, that's the problem, is everything else in this game looks so good that mm-hmm. comparative to it, and granted, the water is bad in general by itself, but compared to everything else that has such polish, it's just so... It it's jarring. It's literally so jarring. You're like... Yeah, you're sitting there, jarring. and they fall, even though the whole it, the whole situation is weird, but they fall through the hole. But I'm still like intrigued. I'm like sitting there like, oh my gosh, what's, what's happening? Are they alive? And then just like this cutout picture of a JPEG of water comes up. It's like masked <laughs> wrong. And you can see the outlines of the background, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What's going on here? I I want to say it is bad. I know water is very very hard to program, but also this is you're telling me there's not an asset library somewhere where you could buy good water. I don't believe that. It's not just that as well. Like water is notoriously hard to program, especially when it comes to the yeah. physics of waves and things like that. But it's a triple A studio. This was a sixty pound game. Like yeah. There has to be a certain level of polish to it. Yeah, bring in the water guy, you know? Yeah. Water guy, we need you in here. Uh, But yeah, after they survive this fall and they crawl out, 
Orion realizes that Laura's bites and everything have healed and that her eyes are now glowing this this ghastly yellow color. And it's funny because she's yeah. like, oh my, is yellow? And he's like, uh, kind of. And it's like, those are, they're like fucking fine yellow. <laughs> exactly. I was like, bro, those are yellow eyes. Those are some werewolf ass eyes. Yeah. And so it's also because she knows that she's starting to change because the water has caused her to react in the way that Nick did when Nick fell into the pool. Um, and she's sort of almost being I, burnt I by the together. water yeah. as she's getting out of it. She's that's why she was so quick And that's why she asks... Yeah, that's why she asked Ryan to look at her eyes as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of clues. You can you also can find a, a... Yeah, there's a toolbox. Lunchbox. There's a letter. There is a toolbox. From the uh, miners uh, or quarry workers who uh, were there before. And a letter from the uh, Hackett's that are pretty much like, we're closing down the quarry, we're going to flood everything. Starting anew. Yeah. Uh, good yeah. luck with your life. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We didn't mention it as well. Not only has uh, her cuts healed. Sorry to break you off. Not only has her cuts yeah. healed. Or her eye. But her yeah. eye is healed. Ryan's <laughs> like, oh. And she, he goes to touch it. And she's like, uh. And he's like, no, just trust me. And uh, yeah, her eye has, has come back. The whole the whole dynamic with Laura and Dylan in this this segment is interesting. Because it's, it's very, right? it was very flirty. It was very very fun. Dry, not Dylan. Yeah, exactly. Oh, did I say Dylan? Yeah, not Dylan. Oh, sorry. Right. I, no, I, I, I met, met, met Ryan, but the whole time I was like, excuse me, Ryan, you have a dedicated partner that we've thrusted upon you. <laughs> no, 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 sir. Okay, out of the two, that one's not the problem. It's the fact that she's literally trying to save Max, who is her boyfriend, and is like, I'm going to suck this guy in a cave. <laughs> she, there's a very, very weird... Um, sexual weird, energy weird between vibes. them because it's so it's, odd. Like, but it's, the, it's weird as well because it's like Ryan's trying to be dominating of Laura because he doesn't trust her. Laura's trying to be dominating of Ryan because she sees him as a little bitch and because she has all this information about the werewolves. And so it's this weird like dick swinging competition between the two of them. But they also like want to fuck at the same time. You know what happens <laughs> when you swing dicks? Yeah, they exactly. hook together. And you make that's sweet love. That's how you get. That's how you get wiener bros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wiener cousins. Um, the first one that comes up, which is weird, is they're walking along the the quarry and the kind of these platforms and these walkways that are there that are very rickety and old. Uh, and one of the bars kind of fall, and they're both kind of like jolted by it. And then as they're walking, like Lore pushes him a little bit towards the edge, and then grabs him. And it's like it's like small interactions like that that happen throughout the entirety of this section. Well, no, there's also the stairs break. And Laura's left mm-hmm. behind him, and she has to jump across, which is a QTE, which yeah. is fine. It was, you know, easy enough. Uh, and he grabs, and she like lands on top of him, and they like stare like into smiles. each other's eyes and smile for a second, and then get up. And I'm like, ugh, okay. It's such the fucking gross. It's so weird, cliche. And it's also this is also what annoys me sometimes in video games is when there's like the one set person, like you were saying about Emma like mm-hmm. in the early stages like emma is the hot one emma's the one that the game is trying to say to you like this is the girl this is the one mm-hmm. you go for and it's the same with laura like we want dryer to be a fin but the game is like no look at laura laura is laura is pretty laura has a fin for ryan laura's yeah. got her own shit going on laura's got max 
I ain't trying to. Max, I ain't trying to she, wreck she, homes she out here. She understands that there's a situation she, where Max not might might not make it, so she's like, I'm looking at. Other, she also other makes other a comment as well, where she's she makes a comment about like trauma bonding people as well, which is kind of weird because like seems what, unhealthy. Like, now they're falling down a mine. Like, did you guys yeah. find um, this was also how I know that the game was trying to push Laura and Ryan as a thing? Did you guys find the lovers tarot card? We didn't find no. this one. We did. We got Wheel of Fortune later, and then there's another I got the one. Wheel of Fortune, Emperor, and Empress. There's four you can get. In this oh episode. yeah, we got we got the Wheel of Fortune and Emperor. It's kind of bullshit because like you can only use one of them, so yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, once you get one in a section, what is the like? Why would I keep trying to get more? I guess it's the opportunity yeah. for for more. I don't know. But you don't know yeah. what they do, and unless you looked at a walkthrough, like yeah, yeah exactly. And so. That's how I kind of knew that they were trying to push Laura onto Ryan because, you yeah. know, you've got the lovers and then you've got Emperor and Empress, which, like I said, is that kind of dominating battle between the two of them. So, you know, they're both mm-hmm. trying to vie for control with the dynamic. Yeah. Um, this is where I found the flesh. Um, if you not find this, there's like a set of stairs and you go around the back of a pillar um, and it's like the catwalk. It, catwalk extends towards a door that is very clearly progress and if you go around the side of it there's a piece of scarred flesh there that you can pick up and add to the evidence that you have yeah we did not do this um Um, but isn't there oh this is when he makes the fucking shitty pun oh where there's like there's like a sign that's like cave in do not enter and he's like huh where's Where's cave cave out out? yeah exactly that was right before the 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 stairs where they break that qte he's like where's the cave out and they both laugh and he's and there was like where's that ryan like like encouraging it's like don't don't they find moonshine which is like Mm -hmm. weird pointless they talk about about prohibition and it's like this little area where i guess the miners had hung out they have this weird little conversation where they're like oh it's 100 years old and she's like it's vintage and i'm just like shut the fuck up please yeah and this is where um you can pry ryan to get in more information about him um there's a choice where you can be either patient or inquisitive uh i went patient and basically you ease up on him a little bit and stop taking a piss out of him so much and he opens up and says that when he was coming to camp he had a lot of trouble at home and Mr. H was there for him and is mm, essentially a surrogate yeah. father figure to him and that's why he's yeah. so adamant about defending him yeah we had the um, same outcome and yeah so you find the moonshine you realize that you know they were probably bootleggers um, and they did some bootlegging when the quarry shut down and they run out of work at the quarry uh, and that is where that ends at the moment oh, for Ryan and Laura. Yeah, we cut back to Caitlin, Dylan, and Abby, and they're in the lodge, which, remember, this is where Emma had ran to in our playthrough after she got bit, or we assume like that air she got bit. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and most of the time, it's just, you're playing, I think you're playing as Caitlin here, mm-hmm. and you're walking around trying to, you're exploring the lodge. This is where, you know, Bobby had found them when Nick was trying to get healed the first time. You walk back out to the car, and the car starts rustling and moving around. And we knew Emma was in there. That was the last scene that we saw with Emma. And in in our mind, we're like, you know, Emma got bit. She's going to be a werewolf or something. And we, Dylan, out of all people, opens the car door, and then Emma sprays him, which with with what he thinks is mace, but is just air freshener. And he's like perfectly fine after that. Um, 
but it was interesting. I, I see this thing that says battling werewolf Emma, and our Emma was bitten, but has not changed yet. Wait, this is fucking... This is such bullshit. So you guys got that scene with Emma spraying Dylan. She hasn't transformed yet. Correct. Imagine uh, a full werewolf I'm spraying air freshener. I'm all right. So Wait, my is this scene, what yours things my happen? scene went completely fucking different. Okay, Dylan opens the door. Werewolf Emma jumps out of the van. Right, Wait, your Emma didn't uh, get bitten, right? Mm, no, mm, no. So. Emma is now a werewolf. She jumps out the van. She runs uh, towards Abby, and Abby panics and runs away. You get the choice as Caitlin to run or to shoot. I chose to shoot. So it gives you that screen with the flashlight. You get one fucking shot, bro. Literally one shot. I missed because Emma is a fucking fast werewolf. (gasps) What happened? What happens? Oh, Emma jumps onto Abigail, pushing uh, Abigail runs to the bunker, opens up the storm covers, turns around. Emma jumps on her. They fall down the bottom of the stairs. Emma then climbs on top of Abigail, grabs her throat, and rips her throat out, killing. Oh her. God! <laughs> no, uh, that's funny. That's hilarious. Is this, is this what you're talking about? Because, like I said, at the end of our interaction with Emma, the werewolf had grabbed our foot and bit our foot. Mm-hmm. But our Emma was not a werewolf. Right. My Emma wasn't bitten, wasn't scratched, wasn't anything. Dude, right? we only make good decisions on this side <laughs> of the podcast. So <laughs> Even the bugged out bullshit we got right. I'm pumped. The- the entire situation can go a little bit different in that situation if you hit emma with the shotgun she will stop chasing abigail or turn around and go towards caitlin you can then shoot her a couple more times and then eventually abby will throw you the shotgun shell with the silver bullet in it and you can choose to load the silver bullet into the shotgun and shoot emma which will actually kill her they don't know it's emma they just know it's a werewolf but you will kill emma or you can choose to just keep shooting her with normal bullets, in which case Emma gets annoyed and flees and none of them die. So it's 100% but... your fault. <laughs> that's, Bro, that's what I got out of this. You missed not... and you're upset about it. Right, but she shouldn't be a fucking werewolf. My Emma wasn't bitten, wasn't scratched. And even if she was scratched, scratches don't turn you. We've established that. She wasn't, yeah. she wasn't bitten in the zipline section, Max didn't bite her, and she wasn't bitten by what I assume is Nick with the hunters because I managed yeah, to that's, we, I was I was already convinced that we were going to have to fight a werewolf because we knew that she had got bitten before, but our Emma's seemingly fine. I mean, she's now Which, with Abby, and they're going both towards the right. bunker, so maybe she turns later, but... No, 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 no. So, I went on to Google, and I was, like, looking it up, and there are tons of people, like, what the fuck? Why has my Emma turned she wasn't bitten? Why is she now a werewolf in the van? And from what people can gather, it's some sort of bug to do with the real insection when Emma was on the island. If you do the choices a certain way, or if you do something a certain way, there's a bug where even though Emma escapes, the game assumes that she's been bitten 
and basically she transforms in the fin which is what's confusing That's me because in this walkthrough wild. here it says if emma wasn't bitten or bitten in chapter six dylan approaches the car finds emma inside who sprays him with air freshener your emma was bitten which means uh-huh. this bit here if emma was bitten finn should go differently so you should have encountered a werewolf emma well, let's then, then it's we have we have the opposite thing to you. You saw a bunch of people talking about your instance of where their Emma shouldn't have been a werewolf. But is there any instances of people talking about where their Emma should be a were- Like, do we have another weird bug that we just gonna, found I'm too? Gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I don't fucking know. I didn't look it up. I I was so concerned with why they killed my favorite girl and if- why I had no no option of having any input. You have no input in dealing opening the van. Like that happens regardless. Right. You don't have a choice. But this is what's so weird. Mine wasn't bitten, became a werewolf, killed Abigail. Yeah. Yours was bitten, isn't yet a werewolf, which means you might have some weird bug where now you can have Emma saved until the end of the game. Yeah. Even though she was bitten. Yeah, I, I was going like to like, lean, I mean... lean into uh, what Kai was doing and give you shit and be like, well, technically, if you did the right things, you could have saved him. But I, I, I understand with your mentality that if you went into that van, knowing Emma was there, and you're like, oh, Emma's here. And it's just like, oh, they're trying to do this spoop for everybody. And you open the door, and it's a werewolf. And you're like, what the fuck? My Emma didn't get bit. Then you'd be kind of flustered and be like, what the fuck well, am I so supposed to do? My, my assumption at first was that something... I I... Oh, maybe. No, maybe. So my, my assumption at first was something happened with Emma off screen that we're going to see later on. And that somehow a werewolf came to the van, she opened the door, let the werewolf in, and then got out the van the other side and trapped the werewolf in the van. That was my first instinct. I was like, maybe later on, like with how Laura and Max was a flashback, maybe we're going to see what happened and how she escaped the van. But then when I looked on this walkthrough, it mentions about Emma and how she turns and how she kills Abigail, which is exactly what happened. And then I found the bug later on. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I, so I've messaged Supermassive on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Just because, just because I'm genuinely curious as to what happened. Because as far yeah. as I know, she cause wasn't bit. Because in the walkthrough, it even says there's a scene in chapter six where she can be bitten, which is with Again. the hunters. Yeah. Right. So if you, which is what you did, you ran from the hunters, got chased yeah. and got bit in the foot. I yeah. hid. And then if you hide, the hunters find you, the creature comes towards you, the, cre- the hunters shoot the creature and Emma escapes unscathed. So I, I didn't message them to be like, you know, girl, what the fuck? You killed my favorite girl. You killed my big titty golf girlfriend. I, <laughs> I'm genuinely curious as to what's happening and why my Emma has turned. And now I'm even yeah. more curious why your Emma happens. hasn't turned, yeah. even though she was bitten. Which this makes sense because uh, after this scenario that happens, you know, Caitlin investigates the van and they come to the conclusion that. You know, we need the rotor arm, and there is a um, junkyard just up the street that we can go to try to find some. And they split off between Emma and Abigail and uh, Dylan and Caitlin. And it makes sense because in your situation, there was no Emma or Abigail. It was just Caitlin and Dylan, right? Yeah. 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 So in, in that Emma, situation... Emma could be werewolf, and Abigail could have been dead. 
Yeah, so in that situation, Emma and Abigail are in the storm bunker and Caitlin and Dylan run away. Mm. And so... um, But this is what also makes sense. doesn't make sense is they've gone to a junkyard, but in my playthrough, they don't know... Oh no! It's a, it, no, she does eventually take the. Um, she does eventually take a look at the van, so she takes mm. a look at the van, and then yeah. we make the decision to go to the scrapyard. That's fucking. That's wild. Yeah. I, so that's what you, um, you were talking about, like things happening. I was like, nothing really happened in our playthrough. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing big and scary that happened. It was all kind of so sunshine and rainbows. Through the four of you are heading to the scrapyard. No, no Emma and uh, Abigail go into the bunker. Mm-hmm. Why? They split up. Um, just to be safe. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember what they were trying to do. Does okay? Question: Does Emma tell the group she's been bitten? Is that why Abby stays with her in the storm bunker? She doesn't reference being bitten at all. Okay, so hang on, wait. I I need to work this out because this is so confusing to me. Uh, move on with the scene. Da, da, da. Assuming you decide to shoot, blah 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 blah. Regardless of whether you have to fight werewolves or not, Caitlin will take a look at the van and summarize the spare parts needed to fix it. Dylan will tell Caitlin it sounds like a long shot. Yeah, it just shot. says go ahead to the bunker. Then we'll agree that Caitlin and Dylan will head out to the scrapyard. If Abby and Emma are with you in your run, they'll head to the bunker. Yep. Just to be safe. I'm so confused. They're feeble women. I'm so confused as to why our two playthroughs have gone. Like, I should have your outcome and you should have my outcome. Yeah, pretty much. Sounds like we've we've swapped <laughs> we've swapped outcomes here. You you we stole are... my stay file, didn't you? They were like, <laughs> oh, doing so fucking good. Yep, <laughs> exactly. No, that's that's odd though that we have each other's outcomes. You, without getting bitten, should have Emma and Abigail still alive, and we should have. I mean, we probably wouldn't have made the right choices and surveyed both of them. Just kidding. Yeah. I probably would have shot we at, at we them as well been. and fucked up. But the um, thing is, like, I'm, that's why I know it sounds yeah. silly to say our message super massive, but I'm genuinely curious as to like, no, what why the fuck this is happened? happening. Like I said, it's weird enough that you had it's, that. And that it makes just sense seems like own. a bug with Emma's story. It and seems like we had like the, the, the anti-bug where it, our bug benefited our narrative in which yeah. now we have two characters that are maybe had the first ever recorded good bug in video game history. Like I've never... Good bug! Thumbs oh, yeah. up to good bugs. Um, yes, so after... Bugs next! Bugs we, <laughs> we are now back to... Uh, Dylan, no, Ryan and Laura. Well, li- yes. Lion or, or they, Laura. Going Wait, no. now they've entered. Only shipping them, right? Drying for life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, they enter the basement of the uh, Hawthorne house. Uh, it's a Hackett house. house. It's Hawthorne. fun to say the wrong things. Um, <laughs> and now it scrolls to the grandmother. I don't know what she is. Uh, well, right? So there are yeah. some things you can find. dog and the grandma there. chatting. So before you go there, you can find a tarot card. You can find the Empress. Yeah. Um, you can find the rum steels. Then you're like, oh, yeah, they were definitely bootleggers. Well, you no, find no, no. a green propeller hat with the name Bobby on the inside. Absolutely did not find that. that. Well, because Ryan picks it up and he's like, whoa, like who's, who's, which kid's head is this big that they have to have a hat this big? And then he flips it over and it Bobby. says Bobby. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, 
every time I hear the name Bobby, I just think, you know, uh, King of the Hill? Yes. Damn it, God Bobby. damn it, Bobby. God yeah, damn it, it's just Bobby. every single time. Um, but now you uh, you can also find the Emperor in this section. Yeah. Um, and then you head towards the red light district of Hackett's Cellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the red lights, which is where we know yeah. Jacob is being kept with we, his werewolf. Yes. Right. Uh, you go up to Jacob and you're presented a couple options because yeah. Jacob is like, get me the fuck out of here. I need to get out of here. And you were given the option to, uh, I believe, go open the door. Yeah, open the cage, mm-hmm. and then it, we did not do that. We're like, no, this no, that's not electric. We watched the stupid fucking demon get electrocuted. We're not going to make the same mistake. So uh, we just were like, sorry, oh, bud. Yeah, I did. <laughs> There's nothing to do. And then Jacob is like, "There's a box in the corner, man. The old man he used the box in the corner to control it." And we we're like, okay, I guess we'll give that a try. Uh, yeah. So and then we, right, right, right after that too, we Laura starts going closer and closer to this werewolf and you can have another prompt to stop laura we didn't and then mm-hmm. laura shoots the werewolf yep what like just bam yep yep bam. she shot she shot the werewolf it wasn't um, chris so, but boy was it fun so you guys okay so you guys managed to succeed the qte where you don't slip on the puddle because if you yeah. slip on that puddle you alert travis and the mother to come downstairs to the cellar uh yeah i also just read what the werewolf is it was nick it's nick nick yeah. is now dead oh yeah because the Ch- Jacob no nick. Went, so in my playthrough i stopped her and was like well uh-huh. what are you doing and then jacob makes a comment uh she, she's like i'm gonna kill chris and ryan is like we don't even know that that's chris and jacob's like no 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 the hunters said that there's two of us kids down he's like i don't think that's chris i think that's nick well, <laughs> we shot Oh, Nick. <laughs> Technically, we didn't even do it. Laura autopilot shot him. We just didn't stop. I mean, we, we just didn't stop her from doing that. Oh, wow. Yours is completely different. Carry on, because your, your scene ends very soon. Mine scene carries on. Uh, it goes uh, yeah. to T-Dog and the old lady, and they chat. And I heard the gunshot. Yeah. Well, not only that, but Travis sits down with the mom and says... You know, yeah. Haley's gone. Haley's gone. Yeah, and the grandma's like, "No, you're just you're being dumb." She's like, "No, they 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 killed her. She's she's dead." And then she freaks out and she's like, "My granddaughter! How could you, you son of a bitch? Why didn't you protect her?" And things like that too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. what happens when you get uh when they hear the gunshot? Because I I did not experience any of this. Uh, it's, it's, uh, no, no, I don't that's kind of it. That's the end of the they chapter. Come down to the cellar. Nope. No. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so on mine, there's a whole breaker thing. Yeah, we didn't do any of this. Our chapter mm-hmm. just ended after that. Yeah, so on mine, having stopped Laura, you now have the choice to help Jacob or leave Jacob. Um, <laughs> this is probably going to come back to bite me in the ass. I chose to help Jacob, and you are presented with a breaker puzzle. Um, and so on the cells, there are numbers. There's like three, five, seven, something. And you go up to the breaker, and there are four breaker switches, and you can pull two of them. I tried to match it to the numbers on the cell. I pulled like three and five. Um, I ended up releasing the werewolf and Jacob being still locked in. So 
so it's like cage within a cage if that makes sense so the werewolf has come out of his main cage but is still in the caged area and jacob is still locked in his cage so the werewolf can't get to jacob but the werewolf mm. can't also get out of that little caged area and ryan is like oh i'm sorry bro like i'm gonna have to come back for you i'm gonna have to come back um i i oh. wonder if we had a glitch as well so uh, how our chapter ends is it it's that scene where the the mother is yelling at travis and then it cuts to black and then it cuts into like a very dramatic montage of you know when we were walking through as laura and uh ryan walking through kind of that hallway where they make the comment of like oh you want to walk down the collapsing hallway or like right before the the moonshine Mm -hmm. place it cuts to that and then there's like music that starts playing in and then immediately cuts to black and then it starts the next chapter like we thought it was a weird cut because it like it, mm. like it's like maybe a couple seconds long. It's like man, yeah. like plays the music, shows this like hallway, and then just cuts, and then it's the next well, chapter. So that's how my chapter ended after this breaker section. So okay, so we didn't have the breaker, breaker section, section at all. No, so you can lose Jacob in this section because if you do the breakers oh, wrong, shit. you so you have main door, Jacob's door, werewolf door. You can open mm-hmm. werewolf and Jacob's door, leading to Jacob being killed by Nick. In mine. I opened I opened one that did nothing and opened the werewolf store. The center so, door and then the werewolf door. Yes, that's what I opened. Um so Jacob is still locked inside. What happens now is um we have the conversation with Constance, I think her name is. She's the mum mm-hmm. of the Hackett family and Travis and Travis is saying to her, you know, like I'm a cop. I I can't just go around because she says none of this would have happened if you killed those fucking counselors rather than keeping them trapped in the prison. And Mm. so he's like, you know, I'm a police officer. I can't just kill people. She's like, you should make the problem go away. And they get into a debate and an argument about he's like, you know, do you hear yourself like when we're not like that? And ever so often it keeps being noises. And Travis is like, do you hear that? Do you hear that? But we haven't alerted them. Laura climbs up a ladder that goes to like a trap door that's in there, um, in the floor of the room mm-hmm. that Constance and Travis are in. Well, what happens is Laura accidentally knocks it, and Constance sneaks over, lifts open the trap door, grabs Laura by her hair, pulls her up into the room with Constance and Travis in the room, and Laura is like, "Ryan, run!" and Ryan runs away, and then I get that cutscene that you had where the tunnels are going along and there's music playing. And that's how my chapter ended. It was abruptly there with Laura being pulled into the room and Ryan running. Wow. If you're interested what happens, tune in next week, folks, uh, when we become (laughs) chapters. I, uh, we, yeah, next week we're covering chapters nine and 10. I'm hoping to have, some That's sort of answer so at, at some point. Don't to read the walkthrough either. I'm, let's naturally yeah. find out what happens. I can see you trying to figure out what the I'm, outcome is. No, I'm I'm just in our chapter of chapter eight. Yeah. I'm just reading the breaker section that happened and how Jacob died and everything. I'm not I'm gonna read ahead. Can you I, I, just say, I, haven't, I haven't read ahead. I only look at the walkthrough when we record. Um, yeah. So I don't even know. I, I find out what could have happened when we record because I don't want to know yeah. prior. Yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy. Um, okay, so, well, yeah, that's the end of chapter eight. We're, we're both 
one person down, if I'm correct. You've yeah. officially lost Nick. You've officially killed Nick. And I've officially lost Abigail. Yeah. So I was re- there's another spoiler section here, and I was reading it to see if that's we did any of that, but we didn't do it either. No. Um, yeah. So and then and the penultimate episode, the like, next episode is the finale of the quarry, which who will survive? Who knows? No one knows. But it doesn't the- matter because doesn't matter. You know, maybe you make choices you and then game. the game says fuck you. <laughs> did you say glitchgate? I said glitch game, but I guess <laughs> I glitch, we said glitch, glitch gate. Glitch game was fine too. Okay, let's get into our, our, our thoughts on this penultimate section of the quarry. Kai, do you want to lead us off as succinctly as possible? Oh no, I no, no, I'm not no, no, supposed you, to lead yeah, every right. fucking yeah. time. We yeah. have a. I'm just. Average. I'm just curious of your thoughts, man. Uh, you have an interesting perspective and point of view, and you articulate your words well, and I enjoy hearing. I don't your like that you're complimenting me in response to you fucking up. That makes it feel <laughs> hollow and empty. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Then you go first. Um. Okay, so I, I bittersweet about this chapter. Um, I enjoyed it. I feel like it was good to see what happened with Laura and Max in the prison. I liked the way that that was done rather than the law dump. I liked chapter eight, even though it was a lot shorter. I don't like the weird chemistry between Ryan and Laura. It feels oddly forced. And I'm not saying that because I want Ryan and Dylan to end up together. Like it genuinely feels awkward and is a little bit, yeah, but it it genuinely feels awkward and forced. And you're kind of like, uh, what happened to Max? You know, it was all about saving Max, and now you're trying to suck Ryan off in a mine 50 feet underneath the ground. Um, I when really, it, when really, realm. yeah, <laughs> I really, really, really fucking don't like what happened with Emma and Abigail. Um, that left a really sour taste in my mouth, and I could understand if Emma had been bitten and she had transformed, and I fucked up the shot and she killed Abigail, I could swallow that. But the fact that, to my knowledge, Emma wasn't bitten, and then I had this scene, and to find out that you guys had Emma bitten and she hasn't transformed yet is really fucking weird. Um, it's like Supermassive only... just ripped your throat right out. <laughs> wow. The only thing I can think <sighs> is that I, I've seen one minor spoiler that I won't encounter in my playthrough. Um... All I'm going to say is that the reason, all the reason that Emma might not have turned in your playthrough is a time frame. So, from what I understand, if she gets bit in chapter two at the island, she turns in the minivan. And if she gets bit in the forest with the hunters, she turns later on. There you go. So, that one, I think I might understand as to why your Laura, your Emma hasn't we don't turned have yet. A bug. She hasn't turned yet. It's uh, a time frame. So it's going to take a certain amount of time to... That was so. that was my thoughts, too. I was like, well, now she's alone with Abby in the bunker, and now she's going to turn there. Because that was my next assumption, that she hadn't turned yet. Now, Abby doesn't have a gun. But, um, yeah, I still, I still don't like what happened with mine. I... I definitely Emma definitely wasn't bit, and I don't understand what's happening. Um, it has soured my experience of the game, but I I still am really fucking enjoying my time with this game. The story's solid. Um, it's that right level of batshit crazy, and that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to ramble too long. But yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the whole, the whole, just getting into my points here, the whole section that you had and its difference between the two of us is, is wild. And how you, your outcome happened was what I assumed was going to happen in ours because of the thing. But now that you bring up the point of the bite coming later, depending on the time frame, that kind of makes sense. And it's also now worrying me about the state of our uh, Abby. Abby's, your Abby's <laughs> dead. Now I'm more determined to keep our Abby alive. Um, yeah, I think this is this is exactly what this section needed. And it was a much needed, not necessarily break, but it was a much needed pacing wise to have this 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 lord up that happens. It kind of made it so that the section that we were playing as Laura was a, a little less stressful than some of the others because we knew that Laura is there. This was happening prior to any of this. We were reliving past events so we knew that laura was alive it was just whether or not we had certain information or not and i think that was good chapter seven was a bit long but i guess they had to you know break down all of the instances that happened with max and laura and give us all that information in the context to why laura is there now plus they gave us all the information regarding the werewolves i mean at this point we we feel like we know everything at least as the player we know about the werewolves we know about how they turn and we know about the hackett family kind of it as right now being the source of this werewolf bite and everything with Chris Hackett being maybe this main werewolf. Um, but yeah, like Ben said, I'm still loving this game so much. It's so much fun to play through and hear the different outcomes that both of us have. I'm, I'm so curious to see how this ends because aside from now, Nick being dead, uh, we have everybody here. So let's see if we can keep it that way uh, towards, towards the end next episode. But yeah, I'm still loving it. Yeah, I think the game uh, is is still holding to the good parts in which we spoke about in the previous episodes. Uh, the choice mechanics still feel like they have impact on the story. Uh, I'm glad that uh, you know Emma hasn't ripped out Abigail's throat in our playthrough. That's a positive. Um, I'm interested to see what happens to Jacob now that he's locked in a cage that we didn't do a puzzle for. That's interesting. Um, I really like the dynamic of the family and Travis being kind of like the, you know, outsider, but all at the same time kind of representing justice in the story of being like, you know, I'm not just going to go around killing people because our family dictates it. Uh, and he says this thing, he's like, my family is at the bottom of a well. And I'm the only one above holding them all. And he's like, sometimes I just want to jump down into the well, uh, which is an interesting metaphor. And I think gives insight into, you know, his perception of his own family in a situation. Um, But yeah, this section was great. I very much enjoyed it. I loved getting to see Laura and Max's side of the story and everything that went on to get Laura where she is uh, at the moment. Um, I think the eye patch thing is weird and corny. Uh, but like whatever I, I get it you kind of want to make her like Laura Croft uh, they get rid of it anyway so it's not a huge deal which is you know kind of convenient that she turns into a werewolf or is at least in the process of turning and gets her eye back but I get it it's weird to make one of your main characters have an eye patch uh, for the like majority of a game um, but yeah I, I don't mind the I get the Laura uh, Ryan uh, love connection thing. Like they needed something character wise between them. That wasn't just like hostility. Uh, mm-hmm. So like, I don't know if it's the right choice, but like, I, I get it. Like get why they decided to do that. Um, but obviously they are both spoken for 
so they can't act on those feelings unless their significant others die. And then, you know. I mean, Ryan isn't technically spoken for. He has yeah, but he is in our mind. So, yeah, in our minds. You know, in our head, he is. Um, Can I. Um, oh, go on. You, you finish your fool's gun. Uh, sure. Yeah, overall, the section was great. The water is ass cheeks. They need to fix that. Clearly, they need to do some QA with whatever the fuck is happening with Emma on your playthrough. Um, but other than that, I'm excited to jump into this next section to finish out the game to see how many people we can actually maintain the life of. <laughs> Hopefully, it's yeah, exactly. more than, you know, half. That would be a win. I was telling, I was telling Kai uh, uh, that in my playthrough of Until Dawn, it was about here, like towards the end half where I had everybody and one decision fucked up everything and I lost 90% of the players. So. I just want to say, how, how how in a section that felt so short did we still manage to speak for two hours? We're just that good, man. Fuck knows, We're just man. that Fuck good. Knows. Um, very quickly before we jump into our recommendation section and who the plugs. I looked up that we're doing that. I looked up um, what happens with Travis if you fail the QTEs because I was really curious. Uh, I couldn't find a video if you don't have the syringe, but if you have the syringe and you you fail the QTEs, if you fail the QTE, he knocks it out of your hand. You stand up, you try to take the gun, you miss, you end up grabbing the gun, and you end up accidentally shooting Travis in the stomach. You then take the keys, lock him in the cage, free him. Oh, shit. And um, there's a scene where Travis and Laura make eye contact and the little raven comes up and it just says, Travis will kill you. And then they leave. Hot damn. Well, especially now that Laura in your playthrough, I mean, I guess I don't know what was happening in ours, but Laura is there with Travis and with the grandma, Grandma Jenkins. So I can only imagine mm-hmm. how that's going to go for people that had that. Uh, I played a tiny bit into the next chapter, and I know what happened. Oh my god! All right, fucking end end this. Jesus Christ, cheater! Let's go into uh, the recommended section, which one I forgot happened, and two don't even remember what it was. So let's get into it, guys. <laughs> wow! Not only did I have my choice robbed off me for two weeks, but now Jared doesn't even remember what it was. Holy shit! We were recommending albums game. you can listen to. In their entirety. Cool, cool. Uh, I'll let you start, Ben, (laughs) while I frantically Google. We're also a little uh, crunched on time, so we'll go through these as quick as possible. But, Ben, you Um, go first. Okay, I'll go really fast, really quick. Uh, Rage Against the Machine, self titled album. Fucking amazing. Uh, If you're into metal, Metallica, Metallica Black album is the famous one with Enter Sandman. If you like something a bit heavier, listen to And Justice for All. That's my favorite one. Uh, there's a band from Wales called The Blackout. They led the early hardcore scene with Enter Shikari. So if you're into Enter Shikari, they have an album called The Best in Town. Fucking amazing. Uh, I'm going to pump 21 Pilots. Either Vessel or Trench. I don't care. Like Either one of them. Don't let Kai shit Kai shame you into uh, not sharing what you love. It's no, okay. Uh, Vessel or Trench, they're my two favorites. Scaled and Icy is nice as well. Uh, there's another one I was going to recommend, but I can't remember. Oh, I'm going to cheat and use a best of. Uh, go listen to Diamonds, which is the best of Elton John album. Fucking brilliant. And if you can find a best of David Bowie album, listen to that as well, because David Bowie is awesome. Yeah. Nice. Kai, do, do you want to go next? Kai sure. mentioned that he listens to all of his albums. Yeah, this is a weird... Myself to do that. This is a weird question, because I only listen to full albums. So it's like... 
What music do you that's listen perseverance, to? Perseverance, man. Uh, Pick some standouts. Yeah, why? I will. <laughs> no, I'm just going to be like, let me list everyone I listen to. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to name good album experiences from the perspective mm-hmm. of listening to music from an album. Uh, this is a very cliche album that I think very few people who wear these shirts actually uh, have listened to, but Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, by Pink Floyd is a fantastic full album experience. Um, I love listening to that album specifically. Uh, anything by Frank Ocean, either Channel Orange or uh, Blonde or Endless. Uh, all of those are very good. Full listening experience. Daniel Caesar's Freudian is an album I think I can listen to over and over again in its entirety. Um, anything by John Mayer. I can listen to the entire album and have listened to the entire album several thousand times. Uh, specifically, the Live from Los Angeles album uh, with the live recording of Gravity. That's a that's a that's a fucking banger. Um, what else? Anything from Freddie Gibbs? Anything over Anderson Pack? I'll listen to all the way through. Um, yeah, I mean, I could keep going, but those are some of my my suggestions for for full length albums from a variety of different uh, genres. Can I just add two ones in? Because you mentioned live album. Uh, 1993 Live in Red and Nirvana performance. Absolutely fucking Ooh. amazing. So damn good. Brilliant. And I forgot the second one I was going to mention. Jared, carry on. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, so... I randomly remembered. <laughs> George Ezra. George Ezra's debut album mm. with Budapest on it is brilliant. Go and listen to that. Um. So I'm going to preface that I don't listen to albums all the way through. Ever. Hardly ever. So my recommendations were albums that I liked and listened to probably 90% of the songs. Maybe not all the way through, but out of the album, I liked all of the songs that were played. That's that's the criteria. version of all the way through. Right, exactly. Uh, I'm going to leave this first one just because it's video game related and I just literally listened to it recently. But the Sonic Mania soundtrack is fucking fantastic. Oh, that's a bop to be fair. Yeah, it is great. It's funny that we have this like literally that like in the background. No, isn't that causing you to have anxiety that you're like just like fucking? No, no. When I'm like when I'm like working and doing like Mario Star theme tune. Exactly. No, it's like I don't know. I I love it. It's very like hype. It's it's cool soundtrack. It's very boppy. It's very jumpy. It's very fun. So there's that one. Insanic. Uh, going into regular music, uh, J. Cole's 2014 Forest Hill Drive, all, if not most, the songs banger. on that album are fucking banger, and they're all fantastic. Um, yeah, exactly. Another one. Oh, God, I just had it. Oh, some older stuff. Uh, As Daylight Dies, Kill Switch Engage. That's a fantastic album, a and all, album. all of those songs are, are great, if not oh most of them. God, Hybrid Theory, Linkin Park. Ooh, Hybrid Theory, Lincoln Park, uh, A Beautiful Lie, 30 Seconds to Mars. I think that album, all the songs on that album are, are great. And even if I don't listen to it all the way through, I listen to at least most of the songs on that album. Um, my last one that I'll do is uh, Bigger Love, John Legend. That album is just fantastic. And the album art is really cool, too. That's it. Awesome. That's all I got. Who's, I, uh, I think it's Jared's turn next for a Recky Rec. Fuck. I was not prepared for this at all. <laughs> Um, okay, okay, okay. Let's recommend. Yeah, it looks right. Let's recommend people. 
while he's looking, I'm going to just say, uh, Colby, if you're listening to this, I profusely apologize. Uh, he told me he was a little late. He told me he was a little late. Record at nine. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we already do? We did snacks. Is candy count as snacks? Yes. Fuck. Your favorite type of juice. That's what I want you to recommend, people. What's a squash? What are we talking? Any and all. It is open, open source. If it can be juiced. Uh, recommend if it, it if it can be juiced, you recommend it. What is your favorite? If you're going Pussy to juice, juice. <laughs> okay. With that, I'm going to end the podcast, guys. Thanks for getting to the end of this episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening, as always. Uh, follow us on social media. Like I said, Linktree is anywhere where you find our podcasts. But in the next episode, if you're here, we are finishing the query. We are rounding out the fun finale, finality, the final of it, and we'll be revealing our interstitial that we're going to be playing that Kai has probably not even thought about I don't know what it is if Kai remembers we came to an agreement we did we'll see you guys in the next episode with the finale of the quarry peace out Bye. bye